Don't you ever, and the rock means ever, come at the rock and ask him a question like that again or else the rock will knock your teeth so far down your throat, you'll have to stick a toothbrush up your ass to brush them. Listening to the UK and the world's favorite wrestling podcast, RTM Wrestling, with your hosts Andy and Emma. And we're on. And we're on. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, WrestleMania. <laughs> Are we back, fans, again now? Fuck that this AEW. fucking watch banging against the bastard in table. Oh, there's going to be all sorts of oh, noises. This watch is massive. It's too big. There's going to be all sorts of noises. How, how are you doing first? I'm all right. I'm, you good? I'm relatively refreshed because I fell asleep last night very quick. So did I. I, I didn't yeah. even watch the end of the first match. <laughs> so I was asleep and then I woke up at about 10. Yeah. Ish. So I feel all right. I don't feel quite as fucked as when I usually, you know, because usually we, we stay used up. To, yeah. And yeah. obviously we we didn't last. Well, you stayed up for a bit longer. Oh, you watched half the show. Yeah, I watched a good half of it, and it was really. It, it was what was fun about it was uh, obviously you know the outside the show itself was tweeting along again and, and speaking to so many people, and that was fun. But I just couldn't stay awake. Like after no. after the. Um, Rolling Cesaro, I just thought no, I need to, I need to go and, and get my head down for a bit. Uh, but it was good to just wake up at a reasonable time, you know, because normally when we do the, these kind of things for the other shows, it's you know either AEW, you know, next day we're waking mm. up at three, New Japan, I have to get up at eight, you know, to watch the damn thing. So yeah. um, it was nice just to wake up, just put it on, have a coffee, have some breakfast, and really yeah. watch it, like really watch it. I think that's a good point because when you watch, stay up to watch it, I do think there's like an air of impatience about everything because you can see the time ticking. Mm. You know, it's like you're feeling tired. You kind of just want it to be over. It only needs to hit a lull and you think, oh, just fucking, let's get this over with. I want to go to bed. Well, I, I got to a point where I was either staying up for the whole thing or I, was, or I was like, right, I should be smart about this. Because obviously tonight, can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got work the next day. So I'm gonna have to, we're going to have to watch it Monday, probably podcast Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, just for things like that. But yeah, it's uh, it was mad, wasn't it? So let's go. So welcome go. everyone. RTM episode 148, if you could believe it. It's WrestleMania night one. Hope you're all well. Hope you're all safe. Hope you enjoyed it. Last night, we're going to get into our thoughts and a lot of your thoughts as well because we've got hella tweets uh, to read out on this one. Uh, still some coming in as well because, again, I've done the thing of retweeting the damn thing five minutes before we're going on. <laughs> um, so we'll probably read them out as and when they come in. Um, yeah, so, I mean, the, the only place you can really start with this was this weather warning Oh, shit. my God. I was worried... When it first came in on Twitter before the show even started and people were posting uh, those like voice warnings saying, everybody take cover, really happy. Everyone, hi, everyone, take cover. And the sky's black and you're like, oh my God, it looks apocalyptic, this shit. 
Who was that guy on the um, on the thing? Like everybody, if you're in the lower deck, find it's like find shelter. It's like the 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 the, the face, you know, the, the happy face of Armageddon, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. It really was. So that was a bit freaky. And then I looked on my weather app at Tampa. I was like, shit, this isn't. This don't look like it's shifting for another hour or so, at least. No. So it was starting to get a little bit like, okay. And then Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie McMahon, in all her wisdom, tweeted, this show will go ahead at 8pm. Yeah, sharp. Didn't she put something like 8pm sharp yeah, or something or prompt, like that? Yeah, or prompt or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, she was determined. Like, it was it was a very clear message. Like, okay, so WWE obviously have some knowledge that we don't know about. It's fine. Do we need to have a chat about Stephanie McMahon? We need to have a chat about that fucking suit she was wearing. I feel like every, everyone's going on about, like... Um, Vince, he's lost his he's lost his mind. You know, he's lost the plot. Everything's kind of up in the air. It's all over the place. I think Steph's the one that's like sort of losing a gra- grasp a little bit in the last because in the last few days we've seen her do a, a an interview about Moxley where the, she said it was a mutual decision that they released him when mm. it wasn't. We know it wasn't. So that's again another famous WWE lie. Um. She was like a maniacal seal yeah, at, you, at, at Takeover. Like your insane auntie for that Gabe <laughs> Stevenson, the, the the collegiate wrestler guy who was going to the Olympics. She was losing a shit. I didn't see the dress. It wasn't a dress. It was a suit. Okay. But it was describe a it to me. It. She's wore this same suit before. Do you remember when it was that? I can't quite remember what year it was, but she wore that suit with the shorts and she had that, like, collar on. WrestleMania 30. Right, okay. It was that, but it was in lilac. So it was a pair of shorts, a suit jacket, and then just some black, sensible sandals with it. She looked fucking ridiculous. I don't know who styles her. She styles herself, (laughs) then she needs a stylist. If she's got a stylist, they need to be sacked because something's going terribly wrong there. And I know that's superficial. It is superficial, but it's WrestleMania. I don't know, put don't, don't you? I think she thinks she is, yeah. and I think what it is is she's you know she's obviously fucking working them pins in the gym. She's a lot happy with her leg muscles, mm. but she still wants to look corporate. So she's Can't like, I'm not a skirt ways. gal. I'm not a skirt gal. I can't get a skirt over these fucking quads. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna get some shorts, but really show off these muscles. Yeah. But but retain that corporate feel. It would be like if Triple H came out in a pair of shorts and a suit jacket. Because he like he was dead happy like with his Pat leg. Like Pat McAfee. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It just ago. looks fucking insane. But I'm, but I'm gonna move on from it because I sound like a. I think an the, I think the, the tweet's the final nail. Like she's losing it. Yeah. That, that... Tw- that tweet sounded like it come from a robot. <laughs> she this probably will didn't write start, it. Pro- you know, yeah, she's probably not. She probably has nothing it. to do. But why? With why Twitter. did it come from Stephanie McMahon's Twitter account? Why didn't it come from WWE's and? I think she's starting to become quite Vince-like, and I do think she is going to take insane. over. Just completely insane. Yeah, because she started to become that kind of like slightly frazzled, insane person, and it makes me think that she's starting to take over the reins and just become him. Like, like she's had a bit more responsibility yeah. in the last few months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, and the apple doesn't maybe. fall far from the tree there. We'll, so. we'll look at Triple H as well. So, like, Triple H doing all his mad interviews this week, yeah. where he was going on about, you know, the move to Tuesday nights and AEW and saying they're open for business, and then AJ Styles is kind of 
whinging at him for a match and, he, and he's like oh it'd be great and I'm flattered but it ju- I just don't have the time like if Triple H is saying he doesn't have time to do a Wrestlemania match what the fuck are those guys doing at the moment it must just be like it's the, it's, chaos backstage it's just everybody do you, reckon, do you think that's what it is do you think handover. it's that far yeah you know like when you go on holiday and you've got to do a big handover for someone at work and you spend your whole fucking day, your last day doing it because you don't trust any. You don't trust them as far as you can fucking throw them to pick up your shit that you've started. Yeah. So you have to give them step by step instructions. I think this handover has been about three years in the making. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But anyway, speaking yeah. of events, so we open up. Um, I'm not going to talk about the kickoff show because why would you? Poor Kayla Braxton. Stumbling over nearly every word oh, she's saying. Do you know what she's she's when it went to her doing the backstage interviews, she's absolutely fine. Yeah. But it's having someone screen. You can tell when someone's talking in her ear because her eyes go. I couldn't do that. Really wide, and she's she's. Tr- it's like when you're speaking on the telephone to somebody, and someone in the room is going, "Tell them this, yeah, tell yeah. them that, ask them about this," and you're going, "Whoa, I can't." I can't I've got two people yeah. talking in my ears at once, and I can't even get my. I can't, I'm fumbling here. No. I can't cope with it, so I, I do. I feel for her because she's been thrown in the deep end. Because I think the Carly thing, the Caruso thing's been quite sudden. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely, you know, I, she'll I, be she'll be in a couple couple more. She'll be absolutely fine. She's definitely you know got it. I did think the panelists were were on the best behaviour with her though. Yeah. Because when it was Charlie and when it was Renee, it was like an apps because they they had a handle over it. Yeah. They would push them to. Yeah, yeah. As far as they could get away with, and I think they were all kind of. Talking very quickly and short and sharp. Like, Jerry Lawler said, fuck off. He said jack shit. Fuck off. I think it's because he knows he's going to get cancelled. Maybe. He's in fear of getting cancelled. He's like, do you know what? All of my career is built on just saying sexist remarks about women, and I don't know what to say. If you ta- take take them away yeah. from me, I have no voice. I'm he, aerial. He came with this script that he'd done, and they just like he, he handed it over to the lawyers, got it back, and there's just it's like, like line of duty when if it's redacted, every, yeah, it's just yeah. in black. A redacted Jerry Lawler speech, where, and just at the top it says, "My name is Jerry Lawler," and I think WrestleMania will be great. At the bottom, that's it. Yeah. everything else yeah. has just been stripped out. <laughs> Um, but yes, we kind of open up on the main show with Vince and the superstars on the stage. Uh, he gives a little speech saying how much he's kind of missed the fans um, and welcome to WrestleMania, which was top because we've not we've not heard him do that for ages. Mm-hmm. Where he's been the one who said, you know, welcome to WrestleMania. Uh, they stay on the stage for that. Is it BB Rexer? Yeah. Doing the America the Beautiful. With a pretty cool guitarist. Yeah. On there. Um, Nina Strauss was knocking about, so I don't know, you know, obviously they didn't want her to do it, but... One of the only non-Americans shed a tear. Yeah. <laughs> the Americans just like, give a fuck. Yeah, Americans Rhea are Ripley's all... fucking sobbing her heart out yeah. on stage. Smiling from ear to ear. <laughs> and, and Rhea Ripley's just absolutely in floods of tears. I mean, you can kind of see from that side what it's kind of meant to them to have fans back. Oh, yeah. Because I, and I tweeted this out um, as well last night, is I didn't really put much thought into how I would feel about watching a show with fans back. Mm. And it was great, yeah. Yeah, like it really made a difference to it, and I think you know there was a few times, but I didn't really notice it that much. But I'm sure they did. I'm pretty certain they piped in the fake crowd noise on like the odd occasion, Um, but I didn't really notice that. Yeah, and it was just great to just hear like a real crowd making real reactions and and just having them there 
at ringside. I didn't, th- I didn't quite understand myself how much of an impact that had, mm. and just seeing them like all there and cheering and, yeah. you know, and obviously pop into what Vince was saying and the flyover and all that kind of stuff. It feels like WWE when there's a crowd there. The whole, the last yeah. year, and I said it on the last podcast, I think, or the podcast before, where I think what has there's been a culmination of things that have got us out of watching WWE. And I do think the crowd, the lack of crowd has been the biggest driver on it. Because you can forgive a lot of shit when you see a load of people enjoying themselves. Even if you're not, exactly. and something's yeah. over and you don't get it. Seeing yeah. the crowd pop to something kind of softens the edges of the things that annoy you. Yeah, And absolutely. without them, it's been quite tough to ignore the things that you don't like personally, or the things that WWE get wrong, that like publicly go wrong. The, the botches, the people stumbling over the words on promos, everything's magnified to such an extent because mm. of that crowd not being there. And then having them there, it's like, oh, I feel like I'm watching WWE again and I don't feel at all pissed off. I've, I'm not clock watching, I'm not angry, I'm not unhappy the way things are going or, you know, it's not gone my way, a particular match, but I don't care. Do you know what? You've, you've hit the nail on the head there because a lot of the time when we're, you know, I say and then something that comes up later on kind of proves we've not been watching it. Mm. Um, but when you when you sort of watching the, th- I mean the thought the 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 upgrade to the Thunderdome was probably the closest they could possibly get yeah. to having that kind of atmosphere. And but you but again the again and you guys know it doesn't take a lot to wind me up and to to sort of me suspend my, my suspension of disbelief's gone and all this mm. kind of stuff when you pipe it in fake crowd noise and you, you've got these Thunderdome people uh, the thirstiest of the thirsty otherwise you get kicked off the screen so they're having to do exactly what they're told all that kind of stuff sort of goes into into the, the overall show of it and we've not had that for so long whereas mm. now we had a legitimate reaction to things whether or not I felt, and I've obviously made notes on the crowd all the way through, but whether or not I felt like they'd, they'd switched off a little bit, whether I felt like they were into something, you know, it it makes a big difference. And there's, mm. there was there was two people really on the card that I saw get a major reaction, and it isn't the two people you would expect. I mean, for, coming out of it, it's the two people you'd expect. Uh, maybe you can add a third, but I think we kind of all guessed what would happen in the main event. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, but not the way it happened. Jesus fuck. Um, <laughs> but the the crowd being there makes it so much better. Yeah. And for me personally, a three because when 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 we when we came in to watch it today, I was like, oh, you know, and I tweeted last night, and a load of people tweeted back saying, yeah, you know, they're gonna edit it. So, you know, you're not going to see any of this shit. Uh, and I was kind of like, oh, you know, I, I understand why for the tightness of the show and stuff like that. But I do, you know, like you said, you said it's, it's history, this weather shit. You mean like, the, like it getting delayed yeah. when they finally started, yeah. Yeah, so we loaded up the network. Um, WrestleMania's on there. It gives you the runtime and it's three hours, 38 minutes. And I went, they have edited that. They have 100% took out that start. And we started it and it's still in there. I'm so glad they didn't and it's important that they don't take that out like you like you know like reiterating you said and why said that it is a bit of history it'll always be remembered like people will always remember that first wrestlemania back and there being a delay because of the weather 
And it was a great... For somebody who's not been, like, following all these storylines, it was a really... It was the best accident that could have happened for me, personally. Yeah, because we got a bit of backstory. A bit of personality, a bit of, like, more information other than a cut-together video. Because those cut-together... Uh, I, I know we're jumping all over the place here. But I think those cut-together, like, promo videos, if you just dip into WrestleMania, which effectively is what we've done, because we've not been following it that closely, yeah, they're, they're really serious. They're pulling out the... Aggressive. I fucking hate you. I'm going to beat you. Shit. And playing montages of loads of wrestling moves. But you don't get any of the personality or the the conversations or any of the work like you know talking wise promo wise you don't get a ton of it you just get the odd word and the odd sentence yeah absolutely and 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 this and that's the thing with with though i mean the, the video packages are the best mm. like they're the the absolute best when it comes to um hyping matches up and and that kind of stuff but they lack humor yeah. and that's the i know i'm i'm gonna sound like a stuck record on this show i can tell but there's a lot of humour that goes into some of these. You know, even even the more serious matches, there's there's funny bits and that's because yeah. that's what wrestling's all about. And if you just tune into WrestleMania and you only see those video packages, it all looks very serious. Yeah. And it's not. It's not yeah. always serious. You know, it is there have been funny but I'm sure it was funny when Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks were tagging a tag team together and we were slagging that off, going, Why the fuck would they do that? But I yeah. bet it was funny. I bet it was funny yeah. and a bit nasty and a bit like tongue in cheek sometimes, yeah, just definitely. to sort of like have add a different element to the rivalry. So, the unscripted promos when we when we came back, Vince did his thing and then it cut to the commentary team. They said, "There's a weather delay, oh, guys," and fans. you heard that tannoy again. Yeah. And you're like, Fuck. "Those fans behind." Because that that guy who did that tannoy, I mean. I, I didn't recognise his voice because we, we retweeted the video like the one that um, was kind of doing the rounds um, and it was just it was like the happy face of death he was like ladies and gentlemen <laughs> please seek shelter in the concourse there I is thought a sl- it was and I was a like, joke I, when, it, when, the, when the show had started and Cole said oh we've got another del- weather delay yeah. I thought it was going to be a joke and somebody like Bailey was going to come out and be like, ha ha, joke. Do you know what I mean? I thought someone was wine right. taking the piss. Right. And then when they all started moving, I was like, oh no, it's this is real. Those this is fans genuine. behind looked pissed off. And, uh, well, they'd probably just come back because. Well, they had just come back. Yes, they, you just come back, you got yeah, your place yeah. again, and then you're like. Because, again, I'm going off on a bit of a tangent, but. It, the, the seating, particularly on the floor, looked like a bit of a free-for-all. There was no social distancing, but I think there was intentionally social distancing. Mm. But with the disruption of them having to keep going away and coming back, I don't think there was enough security. Pe- I didn't see any security, to be perfectly honest. I couldn't spot many. One or two. But I don't think they would have had the capacity to be able to uh, police where everyone went back to sit. Yeah. So I think when people were coming and going back and forth because of the weather, I think people were like, fuck it, let's... If they were up in the stands, let's just go down if they can yeah. get there. Because it looked heavily, like, populated, that ground bit. And it always was going to, mm. but it looked a bit too much, like people who shouldn't have been there were there. Because there was a few people, like, stood at the back as well. So I think that was a that was a thing... Um, I saw like a, few, a little bit of social distancing, 
uh, when you know it cut, kind of cut to the the non camera sides, mm. and there was a little bit of a gap between like pods, like groups of people. Yeah, it was the camera um, side really that just the camera looked side like looked looked, looked like a free for all, but behind like the first few rows, mm. like the first few rows looked really distanced. You know, weirdly, it was good to see that green shirt guy back yeah. on the front row. And I know we've kind of said, you know, you know, this guy's got uh, obviously got himself a decent job, and he's a super fan, so he, he gets that seat every show. But it was, it felt like a WWE show again, like him and the guy who sits next to him. And, mm. You know, and there, there, you know, there was a lot of people that weren't wearing masks all throughout, but you know, at least the ones on the camera side were. I think the it was hammered home to the camera side. Please keep your mask yeah, on. Yeah. Because um, there was a few times where it sort of panned and there was like a couple of people just randomly stood up without a mask on. and But you're always going to get that. You, you're never going to get everybody sort of singing from the same kind of hymn sheet. Um, but yeah, the unscripted promos were a great way of starting it. <laughs> so the New good. Days one was fantastic. Uh, that Irish Kevin guy is brilliant. Yeah, excellent. Um, Kevin Owens did a fantastic promo, even though when, it, when the sound kind of weirdly cut out. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, like everything's wet backstage, you know, it's just struck cut. by lightning. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is, it wasn't that a show at some point, like the, 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 uh, the, I can't remember exactly what it was, but there was something where like the generator got struck yeah, by yeah. lightning and I remember that. it was like that. two minutes from it, from it finishing and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, th- I, I loved that kind of start. And I think, um, you know, Shane obviously got pulled first and was like, yeah, it's, great and then Lashley interrupts and McIntyre does McIntyre need a bit of a script he was the only one who, did, who was kind of fumbling a little bit but I think he pulled it off yeah he of course passed he did. it off as emotion didn't he yeah, of and, um, he did. and he was probably thinking at that time it's happened again yeah you're gonna cut if you cut me I'm gonna fucking oh, yeah. flip yeah because you would you'd be thinking anything at that point yeah like, um, and I saw that Alvarez was tweeting that nobody's time is going to get cut. And it felt like nobody's time got cut. So maybe it was going to be um, a dead-on three-hour show, um, which obviously, you know, the shorter these things are, the better. So I, I do like the two-night thing. Mm. And I think if we, we were ever going to go to a WrestleMania again, I think a two-night show um, would be would be ace because they can't sell as many because because that we would kind of been talking about this for days where you know when we went it was like um hall of fame takeover mm-hmm. uh wrestlemania uh monday night raw smackdown and then you, that's just like your five shows mm-hmm. and, but because of now with all the weird yeah shows it's a bit like on, what do you because like, we said it didn't we it's like do you go because you've got smackdown do you include smackdown and then saturday or is it like I don't know. Like, would you put yeah. Takeover on the Thursday and then you have SmackDown, or do you have yeah. Hall of Fame on a Thursday? Go home SmackDown. Take no. I mean, it do might you know be what I mean? like WrestleManias. Be, yeah, I mean, it might be massively expensive to do that, but you could, you know. And I know they've done like a nine-day WrestleMania this time. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but you could do that. You could start it on the Monday mm-hmm. and be like, right. So you get the Raw Go Home Show. You get Tuesday night uh, NXT. Wednesday. Um, you get a Hall of Fame, or or, or like when when so, so like you get a two night takeover again, like they've, yeah. exactly like they've done this year, um, in an arena. Yeah. Um, so you get Tuesday night takeover and and then Wednesday on on the Peacock app, Thursday's Hall of Fame, Friday's the go home show for SmackDown, Saturday Sunday's WrestleMania. You can get Raw, and then you get NXT as well. 
Mm. Like that's or, or or you tape SmackDown and NXT together on the same night in yeah. the in the arena. So yeah, it's a long thing, and it's probably going to you know bump the price up by a grand. Mm. But there'd be a lot of nutters who would do it. I would 100%. do it if I was going if I was going to go. I'd go okay, you know, if, for an extra fight because because the the difference between adding SmackDown and taking SmackDown off was like a hundred dollars, if that. Yeah, it wasn't tons. There is one yeah. for you though. When it was when they did the advert for the AT and T Stadium in Texas, did it give a date? Or did it just say it was going to be there? Because that would have give it away. If it was one day, we know it's going back to a one day event. No, it didn't give a date. I don't no. think. I didn't put a note about it giving a date. Yeah. <coughs> just say twenty twenty two. I don't even think it said that. I think it just said next year. All oh, right. Okay. Um, I'm sure they've. I'm sure they've put. Because I'm, I'm sure I've seen dates for that. Anyway. 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 Um, but yeah, I really liked the start of it. Um, the whole kind of um, you know flyover. Uh, national anthem stuff. Then when they all come back, out comes Titus O'Neil and Hogan, which they only used once. I know, yeah, that just odd. occurred to me that they. Yeah. I don't think they were. I don't think they were supposed to come out first. I think they were supposed to come out midway through, like New Day did yeah, when they, yeah. and obviously other people have too. Yeah. Um, because they they didn't seem ready. <laughs> and it's that annoying thing as well because like we've been talking for the last couple of weeks of like Drew McIntyre getting that first yeah pop kind of back. That's why there was no pre-show matches. Mm. You know, that's why there was none of that. Um, so the first entrance you're going to hear is Drew McIntyre's. And it was Titus O'Neil instead because they kind of throw him out. And I knew they had to do it. And they had to kind of... Um, Warm up the crowd yeah, a bit, I think, yeah. didn't they? Because they everyone still coming was in. so like... Yeah, everyone yeah, was still, still coming in. filtering in. And everyone was obviously feeling a bit disgruntled and wondering what the hell, whether it was going to be cancelled. So you kind of needed a thing to sort of calm them down and get them ready for the show. So I get why the... I mean, maybe they were always intended to come out first, but it didn't seem that way. Yeah, absolutely. It seemed like they weren't ready. They were kind of stumbling through it a little bit. Um, so I think they probably would have had like an hour to have a little practice in the back. Mm. And then, they, you know, Hogan might have got to the arena like half an hour before or some, some <laughs> stupid shit. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, uh, we've got this weather warning, so you're out first. But the host only ever does come out once or twice. If you think it's over a two-night event, they're going to come out again tonight. So that's it, really. That's usually the host, isn't it? They don't come out... They don't do a, a ton of work. No, they'll, they'll come out again tonight. Um, so let's, before we go to the tweets, let's start with a question. Yes. And it's a Chris Oryx question. Okay. But it's not daft. Is it, Chris? It's a good one. Um, so WWE posted the sellout fans in attendance at 25,675 uh, for night one. Yeah. Um, so he's just said, how many do you think were actually there? Because mm. they didn't say the fan attendance on the show, which is what they normally do. And I didn't expect them to because obviously it's a re- reduced capacity. And we kind of joked about, because obviously we saw a few people tweeting pictures of them sat next to a cardboard cutout of, uh, you know, influencers it looked like, like just random people, you know, uh, it was just mad. Um, But to me, I think that sounds about right. I don't know why they would lie in this case, because they didn't say it on the show. They're not breaking any records. Mm. It doesn't... If there was more than 25,000, they obviously can't say that, because that's what they've agreed with Florida. Yeah. Um... So, I don't. I don't know. Is the answer to that whether 
that it that, that they were twenty five thousand people because you have to think that they've lied though they have lied. What about it being twenty five? Yeah, because 000? I because I looked at Ticketmaster an hour before the show went on and there was tickets left. Well, yeah. Well, then they have lied, and plus the weather might have made it so that a few people couldn't get there. Absolutely. So yeah, I I would highly doubt that. Yeah, you're pointing at me because I I noticed that there was no, the 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 net there was no celebrities watching the show. Usually, it cuts to people ringside. You know, they've given Got those snooky there, yeah, yeah going Kardashian. Back a bit. But it, but it's true they do. That's like a big part of it. And I believe that the weather stopped some people going, like celebrity wise, like flying in. Yeah, I think the problem because because if celebrities would have flown in. Or like just before it started, and there was no way they would have been able to fly in that. No, you know, it, I just, I just think that maybe they were supposed to have some influencer type, celeb type people who were just like, "Fuck this, the weather's terrible." And plus, if they had ringside seats and stuff, they're not standing in the rain, so they well, might have just gone, "We'll watch we'll it in, watch the back. It in the back. We'll watch we'll, it. We'll go to corporate. like a box or something like yeah. that." Yeah. So and yeah. then you can't really panter them there. They no. don't don't do that, do they? So. But I was I kind of got the feeling from when when I saw the fans in the rain, mm. and we've all been there, whether it's been a gig or whether it's been like some something outdoors, like a festival or something like that, where it's been absolutely pissing down, and at the time you're thinking. This is fucking cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, the one that springs to mind is Metallica at the Etihad when they're doing Master of Puppets. And you can find this, any, any Metallica fans, you can find this on YouTube. It's got loads. But they're doing Master of Puppets and it's pissing down. Oh, it looks amazing. And like Lars is drumming and like the water's just springing off the drum. And you just think, man, I can barely you know, back when I was sort of playing it, I could barely play Master of Puppets sat down, chill, <laughs> chilled out, you know, with a glass of water next to me and some ice for my wrist. You know, <laughs> it's... And they're playing this note perfect in the pouring rain. Yeah, the rain, it was biblical rain. Yeah, it? and we were kind of like loving it and they were loving it as well. So that's kind of the vibe that I got. Like fans do... You know, we had that moment when like Cole and Samoa Joe came back, and they had the you know the ponchos on, and <laughs> it was just funny. But the rain looked like it was absolutely pelting down, um, so that's the kind of vibe I got from the crowd. And I think the rain did stop, mm. but I was like, I, I I thought you know, especially during the first match, which we'll get onto after the tweets. Um, I thought the the energy all the way through was quite great, and maybe that's the because of the length of the show. Mm-hmm. I know they'd been in there since half five, yeah. but the coming and going, and you know, you can the, well, the beats get been out there for eight hours, doesn't it? Yeah, like because they did that the same the same way. It was like you can get in three hours early because we got there as soon as you could get in, mm-hmm. and you still had to wait like a good few hours, and then the the, the show started, and it was this fucking long, epic. yeah, epic night. So. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. So let's start with the Twitter. Let's start with a direct message. The DMs are open. If that's the, some of the kids still say. Um, so Ali underscore Ward on Twitter has said, uh, only watched Drew, Sasha and Cesaro. Um, all three cracking matches. Interesting Drew didn't win. Thought Lashley looked knackered after five minutes. Uh, Drew is a really good guy. Him winning the belt in front of 70k plus in next year's would be a better spectacle and a story. Uh, Rollins and Cesaro was really enjoyable. Happy Rollins is having good matches instead of trying to have classic matches all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Banks and Belair was a great main event. Sasha is excellent in everything she does. Belair needs work on her promos. 
and she just seems happy to be there um, and it doesn't really have and doesn't really have a personality other than being strong and quick. It was great to see a crowd back. Um, only watched three AW shows, and this proved the gulf between the two. Uh, AW have enjoyable WCW type matches, whereas WWE tells a story and is a real spectacle. For the most part, WWE is doing some really strong stuff at the moment. Hopefully, night two is as good as night one. Um, and he's gone on to clarify about the Seth thing having classic matches uh, because he's more of a trying to be the best character he can be which makes his matches better so interesting point that Ali because we've kind of talked about this and obviously you know you mentioned you've watched three kind of AEW shows as we are firmly I would say in the AEW camp at the moment but you know as, as, as wrestling is as wrestling does uh, how back and forth you do go now, we've been saying this for the last couple of weeks, is the difference between WWE at its best and AEW at its best. Um, AEW is a show where I want to watch great technical professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. WWE doesn't need to be great technical professional wrestling. It just needs to be entertaining because yeah. it's a mass, you know, it's for a mass market. AEW is never going to be for a mass market. You know, they can get the Shacks and the, and the Hogans all they want, but it's going to be for people who loved seeing... Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks against the Lucha Bros and Linsterado. Mm-hmm. You know that's what that's for, and there is seven to nine hundred thousand of those people in the same way as they watch NXT. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't I, agree with the WCW comparison, but I've not seen enough of that. But you know, WCW had great matches in the first three cards, and then you had Hogan against fucking uh, Roddy Piper stinking the building out for thirty minutes. <laughs> Um, which I don't think they're quite there at that level, but it's definitely an interesting point. Mm, definitely an interesting point. And I think that it's it's funny because we have probably watched three WWE shows in the last year, yeah. and we said the same thing. Yeah, pretty we much said, the same We comment, said exactly yeah. the same thing. Like, oh, they don't do story... Where's the storytelling and all this? It seems to change week on week. Like, what's... So I think it's hard to get a grasp on any wrestling show if you dip in for three shows. You know, if we dipped into Impact and watched three shows over the course of like a certain amount of time, we'd be like, this is crap. Because like we don't know yeah. what the hell's going on. I think you have to you have to be all in with to give an objective view of yeah, it. Yeah. And we've been hyper aware that our view on WWE, we've not watched it. And we've always prefaced it by yeah, saying we're yeah. not watching this. So it might be something fantastic that we've never seen but mm-hmm. we have watched wwe in the past consistently that oh, was God, our brand yeah. so we have some sort of idea of what's going on yeah, in some yeah. respect but not a, a, a total picture so i think it is quite difficult to make a judgment or make a snap call on a promotion based on a very limited viewing because i just don't think you can to be honest i think you can no. i think you can have a, an idea whether it's for you or not and if it isn't for you fair enough mm. um because there are certain promotions that ain't for me. Like, I don't think yeah. Impact is for me. I've tried. No. Um, I've watched an ROH show with you in the past. It's not really for me. I don't know why. I can't put my finger on it. But maybe if I consistently watched it week on week, you know, yeah. you'd start to get into it. You'd start picking, making your alliances with certain wrestlers. Yeah, and, but But I do think it's a fair point. And we've pointed out um, about AEW on our last show... I think we we reiterated yeah. that point about the, the or I don't know whether it's just you and I having a chat about it where they have got a lot of people now and yeah, it is yeah. starting to become a bit of a problem because they're not they're they're, they're giving everybody a chance. 
the, but they're not executing in the way that they need to. So mm-hmm. you've got Scorpio Sky in the rafters, and I've got Ryan Nemeth running around the ring. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, 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 Mr. It, Hollywood it's, Hunk. It's no. that it's, there is some inconsistencies that I think that have become really apparent because they've made a load of signings. Yeah. And a lot of big signings that you can't keep off TV. No. So they, they are hitting a bit of a problem, like you said, they're hitting a bottleneck. That they need to sort out. Yeah, definitely. So we'll see how that pans out. But I'll, you know, I'm intrigued. I don't know whether I even talked about that point there, but I, I made, yeah, I made yeah. some point. Hey, you made you made, <laughs> I made points, a point. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, right, so let's rattle through these tweets then. So we've got at the Craigway ninety four is put with the amount of water they got from the rain. It was like bash at the beach, <laughs> uh, and he's put uh, bunny destroyer. That is all. <laughs> oh, Craig, we're going to talk about this bunny destroyer. Very, very soon. Um, so, Aidan Bezik, Beswick. Bezik. I would say Bezik. That was Bezik. Bezik was our ex housemate. Was a Bezik member. He was, but you weren't as cool as this Aidan guy. <laughs> Not even remotely. Um, so he's at a Bezik Sport on Twitter. So go and follow him. Uh, he does a lot of journalism stuff for football and for WWE. Um, so he's put Lashley should hold the WWE title for a long time now he's beat but McIntyre Bad Bunny impressed massively showing how dedicated he was with the training Bianca deserved the win the match was quality Cesaro deserved his win too uh, so many years in the making uh, I feel for the Riot Squad I feel for the Riot Squad a little bit as well which we'll get into again a little bit later uh, at underscore S Burn so he's Sam Burn, who is a journalist for the Mighty Stockport County, um, also MEN and Stockport News. Who's bought? Not sure what the planning with McIntyre now. He's lost. Seems to seems like it was all set for him to win for the first time in front of fans. Hopefully, last night's Cesaro setup will be for a world title program now. Absolutely, uh, which has been echoed by at Mike underscore Elsmore. who said, "I want Cesaro in the main event picture. Last night win needs to be used as a springboard for him." Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, another one from at Chris Horrocks thirty one is Mandy Rose decking it was the best thing I've seen. Oh my god, mate! <laughs> they should team her with Titus. Oh, oh, Chris. Oh, oh Chris. Oh, that Chris. If we didn't know you were such a nice guy. So you've been a bit of a troll there, Chris. No, I'm joking. I'm messing. I know. But we know you're a lovely I know, man. I know you're messing. Uh, at Real Kyle Masters, who hosts a fantastic All Elite podcast. So, and that's at slick. All Elite. Slick podcast. Oh, of course it's slick. They've got, slick. they've got fucking adverts and everything. I know, yeah. For Manscaped. I know. He puts he puts, he puts puts us fuckers to shame he, with he our put, Yeti do, mic. Do, do you know what? He puts too much effort into that fucking thing. <laughs> he's him, making us look bad. Him and Tiff need to, to calm it down. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. That no, was great. Um, but that's, uh, the Twitter for that is um, at All Elite Pod. Uh, he's actually putting his in his bio, which is dead funny. Makito simp, <laughs> aren't we all? Aren't we all? Um, so he's put mad props to John Morrison for going through with getting a destroyer from somebody who isn't a professional wrestler. Yeah. Well done. He sold the shit out of it. Absolutely did. Uh, God, we're coming in thick and fast here. I can see notifications popping all over the place. Uh, Axel underscore JMO saying, "I'm expecting night two to be better." Mm. Um, and if you admit Braun is winning, what? Can't even read. My eyes are crossing. I'm expecting nine two to be better. And if you admit Braun is winning for you, then you're admitting you're stupid. I don't get that at all, Axel. And if you admit Braun is winning for you, 
then you're admitting you're stupid. Ah, so if if you're if you're one of the people he's fighting for, you're stupid. Well, Axel, I'm a fucking idiot. Team stupid. Team all stupid. The way. He was fighting for me in that cage. Me and everyone who's ever got a C in maths. <laughs> or D in maths. Sorry, it was D, wasn't it? It's was all D's. Yeah. Not for me, but for for Braun. If you're gonna re- you're gonna agree with that report card, uh, and he's also gonna say, "Oh, and Cole is a complete melt." Half ruined Belair winning by screaming Sasha kicked out. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that was a stupid comment. Absolutely mong. Absolutely mong. <laughs> um, and then at uh, Mr. Underscore Satch, who's Simon Bell, has replied to Axel saying, and the weird missed call of the frog splash when he was just begging to yell Meteoria. Calm down, MC. Belair was clearly laying on the floor. Um, Sasha clearly does this move all the time. Graves just had to go with it. I mean... Michael Cole, bless him. I feel like he's been he's been primed for being an old yeller behind the behind the fucking shed. Uh, but anyway, anyway, and that's what we've got so far. So thanks so much for all the interactions, all the messages, and obviously all the uh, tweets and stuff last night as well. It was fucking hilarious and um, to read and to respond and to tweet. It was uh, it was quite fun, and I'm pretty sad I can't do it tonight. If I'm honest, me too. So let's get into it then. So Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre is your opening match for WrestleMania Night 1. It's time to retire these fucking clip art graphics. Oh, I hate them. Uh, do you know what? What is the point in spending oh, all that money on that amazing stage set with the big ship, all those fireworks, the drones, when you're just going to cover them up with these like mad... Drew's was my favourite though. Oh, when please it... go for it. <laughs> I don't completely. even know how to describe what happened no, with well, it. De- describe it to me the way you... Describe it the way you describe it It looked to me. like... It was like his like sword logo thing and it looked like someone was like clicking it and dragging it and kept missing with the mouse. <laughs> it kind of like jerked across the screen oh, in God. like a really sad way. <laughs> yeah, it was nearly as bad as... Um, uh, was it what, what WrestleMania was it with the, with the Viper... The snake that looked like a giant sperm. Yeah, because it weren't like... fucking long enough to be a snake. It was just a head and then like about an inch long body. It's like, what are you messing about for? Oh, Christ. So bizarre. But I just, I, I think, the thing is, every now and again, they're fantastic. I do think some of them, some of them work. Of the graphics? Some of them work for me. Which, can you, could you name one? Um, <laughs> that's tough. I think if they were... I quite like the New Days one, actually. The New Days the one was great. pixelated yeah, characters. Yeah, 8-bit, because it was a different style of graphic. It wasn't somebody, some guy <laughs> in the fucking, you know, it was like an intern at Full Sail University, he was like trying to learn how to do all this it's stuff. It's just Awful. all too, it, I think the thing is, they were just too large. Like, they were massive. And when they put that, like, big skeleton, like, oh, hanging over... With a giant sword, like... It's just... I mean, I, to be honest, when I after having watched it all, that one was one of the better ones, the big yeah, skeleton. Yeah, it was. You know, like because it, it was wasn't because it wasn't imposing. That didn't get much in the way of stuff. No. But it was the when people were coming out and you're splashing it and it's taking up a lot of the screen and you've got fireworks going off. It's covering that ship. Yeah. It's like that ship is impressive enough. Yeah. The fireworks are impressive enough. It's WrestleMania in a stadium. It's impressive enough. I get yeah. it for the, when you... When, I get it, the, the overuse of it in the Thunderdome because you've got no crowd and it's just yeah. screen. So I understand that you want to fill the screen with something interesting. But it was yeah. so unnecessary at Mania. They should have probably ditched them for the night, I think. I tell you, they've been doing this for years now and it looks crap. Yeah. It looks all, the, the one that springs to mind the most, and obviously we won't talk about it again after this, 
is the AJ Styles entrance, where like he's got fireworks going around the, st- t- the top of the stadium, and you've got this giant AJ Styles logo <laughs> that's covering the fireworks up. So silly. Like you, you so just, silly. Yeah. What is the point in spending all that cash on all that stuff to make it look like WrestleMania? We all just want to see WrestleMania now. Yeah, yeah. That's all we wanted. We don't need to see these graphics. That's not why we're tuning oh, in. I've been doing it for years now. I know they have, and the, they're poor. My, side point on the fireworks thing. <clears throat> I feel like the ship was too high. Yeah, they didn't go up high enough sometimes because they yeah. had to keep cutting to outside the stadium to show, to show you what the fireworks. They were doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it was like the. Fi- I mean, sometimes it looked quite cool because the fireworks seemed to be like coming through the ship. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but there was a few times when you couldn't see them. They were falling yeah, very yeah. short, weren't they? And Especially I, because I think they were was that falling. A weather thing? Do you think? Or? Maybe, but they were falling short because of the camera angle that is low to the ground, looking up at the superstar with the ship behind them, and then you, the fireworks need to be really high yeah. because of that shot that 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 shot that they love, where there's the WrestleMania sign, yeah. and it's from the ground yeah. up. But the fireworks then need to be so go up so tall to get a view of them. They probably worked mm. on a um, an eye level sense, but because of that ground shot, it yeah. they just weren't high enough. But it was a it was an immense stage set. The stage set was awesome. It was I loved a, it. Was it was one of the better ones they've done in a long time. Absolutely. I wish. I hope they do that for Texas next year. Something. It, what would you do for Texas? I'd do a big bull. A big. Would you do two big bulls going at you? No, each don't, other? don't, don't. Oh, we're getting to that. No, that's the next no, no, note. No, 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 no. That's the next no. note. <laughs> I, hate that. I hate that. But maybe I would do like a massive like bull's head or something, you know, like with huge like eyes and and a big yeah. fucking thing like a Brahma bull type. Yeah, thing, but yeah. Not, but like what they used to do for that, yeah. Yeah, I would do something like that maybe. I just yeah. so, I think they should always aim to have not just a wrestlemania logo like they did for new york and they've done they do most years but go for like the orlando you know like the roller coaster roller coaster yeah. that bloody big ship and i'm sure they'll do something massive for the hollywood one yeah but i, ju- I fear that the texas one they're just going to kind of p- st- peel it back and it's just going to be like you could be anywhere yeah, because I think the, the the last one they did there was just a star, wasn't it? And it was just yeah. the rest of my alone with a star. I mean, you could do something interesting with that, but I think they should go yeah, like, the, that big all the time. The New Orleans, the the most recent New Orleans one was just like a mask, wasn't it? It was yeah. just the the sort of yeah. carnival mask. Um, anyway, but yeah, it's time to retire them fucking clip art gimmicks. Um, so the rain is still coming down. It's absolutely mm. pissing it down. Um, you can see, you, obviously, the, the announcers are stood in front of the table at this point because it's coming down behind them. Uh, Cole, twice in the space of three seconds, says your room 101. These two big bulls going That's at disgusting. it. And it was like it was like um, your your old uncle who uh, who tells you a joke and nobody reacts, so he says it again. <laughs> so, these two big bulls are going at it. I said these two big bulls oh are going at God. it, Corey Graves. Come on. It's just so porny, that. Oh, <laughs> Grim. But yeah, Drew doing a stage dive was, was great. There was a few really good spots in this. Um, I thought that the crowd were really wanting this face win for the first match of the night. Um, I can see why, the, you know, from looking at it in the the grand, the Skeeter grand scheme, in the, 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 as, as the re- looking at the rest of the show, mm. I can understand why they started with, a, with Lashley winning because of everything else that kind of comes from it. Mm-hmm. But the interference was shite. Like, <laughs> Drew! He, oh, he, didn't, he didn't even say Drew, I think he said Bobby. 
Oh. I think he was kind of shouting to Lashley to get to get him to move out of the way of the Claymore. And, you know, it was just a crap bit of interference mm. that cost him the match. And, you know, I understand this. Again, it's 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 trying to make... It's that thing of them trying to protect everybody. Yeah. So, you know, it's... I know we put him out with the hurt lock, but you've protected McIntyre there because it was the interference that cost it him. You've, you know, Lashley's still your champion, and I agree with, with Aiden. you know, he needs to have the belt now for a very long time. Because... Obviously, we haven't been watching it, but from everything that we've read, from everybody tweeting us about it, is the Hurt Business has been one of the best things on the show. Mm. So he should... I mean, Cedric and, and um, Shelton Benjamin should probably rejoin now. Now that the... Because the only reason why they're not there is because they thought Lashley was going to get cheered. So that's the whole reason why they dropped the whole you know Hurt Business thing. So let's just get them back together. You know, keep Great. that going for another year because it, it, from all accounts, it was the best thing on the show. And what I, you know, what I did see of the Raw, you know, because I did try and watch the Raw. If you listen to the last show, we kind of pulled that apart a little bit. But the Hurt Business stuff, even though they were against each other, was one of the better things on the show. Mm. And I liked the promos, and I liked, you know, Lashley then destroying them and stuff. So there's there's an easy way of getting them back in the fold. But the interference just was awful and you could just hear the collective considering you know oh. like there's a walking stick in hand the interference you know that it was asking for him to smack him with it or hit, his, hit trip him up with it or something like that yeah and he's legit got a bad knee yeah. so when drew did the stage dive and mvp was like you know took more of it than lashley did oh, so he don't give a fuck he's 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 in for he's in for a penny um but yeah, the walking stick to the back. Would it have was been asking, for, yeah, yeah. I just think that if you've got that there, that props there waiting for you. Just shouting somebody isn't enough. It's like you've got that. Use that. Yeah. All you have, all you have to do is clip him on the ankle or oh, something. Oh yeah, and, yeah. and, and he you... turns round, hurt lock. Yeah, sword. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's it's like it's easy. Maybe that was the maybe that was the plan, and Drew was too far away. Yeah, and and, and he just wouldn't yeah. have been able to reach him. He was just like shit. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it just it just seems like that should have been the what he maybe, did. Maybe, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. yeah, or he forgot or something like that. He just weren't there quick enough, mate. <laughs> maybe. Well, anyway, uh, I I the, yeah, the air did seem to draw, come out of the building for this one, and he didn't pick up in the next one. But we get first, we get a backstage promo with Bailey and the NWO. Uh, Bailey trying to too sweet him. Do you know what? I started to, I started to, I started to see it. Yeah, I started to see with it with Bailey because yeah, we've not, too. again, we've not been watching it, and the bits we've seen, we've been like, don't like this Bailey character. It doesn't work. Da 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 da. We've ragged, you know, we've ragged on it for the best part of a year, however long she's been doing it. Mm-hmm. And I started to understand why it's so over last night. Yeah, and she got a massive chant like I didn't late, see later that on. Bit. Um, which was interesting. Toilet. You know, a lot of people have been saying to us, and, and, I've, and we've seen on other podcasts and things like Bailey is the women's MVP of the pandemic era, mm. and she's not on WrestleMania, or you think she's not on WrestleMania, um, but everyone knows that it's it's going to be a segment tomorrow, probably with a returning Becky Lynch, which I would say for Raw because they need the ratings. I would save it for Raw. I, I w- if I was Becky Lynch, I'd, pref- appetite. Mm, I'd prefer yeah. to come back on Raw. Yeah, but then you've got to advertise it in advance then. So coming back mm-hmm. on WrestleMania makes actually makes more sense, doesn't it? Because of the whole 
you know, you can't have surprises on a TV show anymore. You can have them on your pay-per-view, but you can't have them on the TV show. So she comes back at WrestleMania tonight and then he's advertised for Raw the next day. That's probably, business-wise, it's mm. probably the, the smartest way do to do it. Do you think she is, is, is she Raw, Becky Lynch, or is she SmackDown? It doesn't matter, does it? I suppose she can just go she back She can come to back to whatever she wants. Like, mm. I'm sure most people are going to be on the Raw after Mania. Like, I highly doubt if they save the winner of the triple threat till mm. Smackdown. Is Charlotte just definitely, like, out? Is she, like... I've no idea. I've heard there's nothing. Some, there's something really weird going on with that, because I saw that they were, they were trying to shoehorn her in. Yeah. And then that's... that. Now, this was two weeks ago. Mm. And the whole thing with the fake... Pre- well, not the fake pregnancy, but uh, Charlotte being suspended for the for medica- medical reasons because they thought she was pregnant and then she got COVID because she went to get an ultrasound scan in a hospital and picked COVID up. Well, we guessed that bit. Yeah. That, we but, put but, two and two together Yeah, well, that. she got COVID very shortly after going for an ultrasound mm. in a hospital, um, which they made her do, even though she'd done multiple tests that were negative. And obviously, you've got to do that because if she was pregnant, she can't wrestle. Um, but from my side of it, that lo- looks like what happened. She went mm. into a hospital and got COVID yeah, from the hospital. Yeah, me too. I think that's the logical explanation to it. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it's just gone so quiet. It's I've, gone very quiet. Because I've heard Becky's yeah. name thrown in, Ronda Rousey thrown in, and nothing, not, not a jot on Charlotte, nothing. And I just find it really strange, considering that she's had such a big part to play in every WrestleMania for mm. the last, you know, like, few years... It's just odd. It's just odd to me that they're not... That, that, and when I say them, I mean, like, all the rag sheets, all the news outlets. It's just gone really quiet on her. Yeah, it's, 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 it's really weird. It's mm. super strange because, you know, when there's silence, that tends to be when there's an issue. Yeah. And the fact that it's all... Literally, for a week and a half, it's gone eerily silent. Mm-hmm. Nobody I've seen... You know, no one follows mentioned a name, so something's going on there. Because I mean, you know, arguably, if we're right with the ultrasound and the COVID thing, WWE have cost her a WrestleMania match against Asuka for the title. Yeah. Because that's why Rhea Ripley's in there. Yeah. And then the the idea from from what I've seen, obviously, you know, I've got no one to talk to about it. It's just what I've seen on rag sheets and that kind of stuff. Is they were going to shoehorn her in and make it a triple threat, which could still happen. Mm, who knows yeah. and maybe they've gone quiet because of you know the surprise element because there was no surprises on this show at all no um, so obviously you know and there hasn't really been for the last couple of years so no we've always gone in thinking that there's going to be and then come out you know coming out kind of a bit disappointed at first but then in hindsight you think actually it's it's good that it's what they said it's going to be yeah there's not too many mm. and there's not too many legends coming out I mean the 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 the, the, the the kind of advert they did for uh, Texas next year has got Austin all over the advert. So he'll obviously, you know, it's, it's a logical thing for him to be the host or something like that. Mm. Um, but there you go. Does that make you want to go? No, no. <laughs> Bitch, I'm going to be in the fucking Tokyo Dome before I'm going to be in Texas next year. <laughs> I, you know, I may, I may, we'll, we'll, we'll reserve the judgment till the end of the show, but I may have enjoyed this, but I ain't. I ain't clambering to watch Monday Night Raw again. Like, I understand. You know, the only reason I say it thing. is that the only pops we've never been a part of, that like, we want to be a part of, is Stone Cold and The Rock. Don't tempt me, woman! Do you know what I mean? That's why I'm asking. I'm not asking because I think that you love WWE. It's just that it's it's it's, it's, a, it's, it's a, a guarantee. Money. It's a guarantee. Austin Pop. An Austin Pop. 
And it's... I mean, that's a lot of money to pay for an Austin Pope. I think if... <laughs> if forget it though, would you? Oh, come on. Come on, devil on the shoulder. Can't help yourself. You can't help yourself. Can't. Do you want to go? No. Then what are you talking about? I just, I'm just being I'm just being a twat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, Christ. Let's go back to Twitter for a second, shall we? So, at HeelTurn21, who's Brian, has put, just finished watching the show. Bad Bunny did amazing, but nothing like uh, going on Twitter after enjoying a match. Oh, yeah, right. It did amazing, but there's nothing like going on Twitter after enjoying a match and seeing the wrestling community hate it just to hate it. Mate, if you've seen people say they hate that match, block them. Yeah. Because they don't care. They're just saying things just for the fucking sake trolls. of it. Yeah, there's no there's no objective and we'll get into what we think of that match in a little bit later. But there's no there's no point in, in engaging. There's no point in doing it. And I know we have some bants back and forth about AEW and WWE and shit, but it doesn't mean to say, you know, we would never meet up and have a have a drink. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like we know we kinda know each other, we've known each other for years in this online space. So there's there's no point like there's there's literally no point in, in getting involved if people didn't like that then 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 fine let them not like it but you know if they're AEW fans and they're being a bit schmarky about it you know yes I enjoy AEW more as a show at the moment but it doesn't mean to say you can't enjoy something else so true I'm desperate to be in that fucking Tokyo Dome I'm telling you Christ that. What I've been saying to be in Tokyo <laughs> Disneyland. What have, what have I been saying to you for like the last you couple just of weeks? Keep, you keep coming out with this, like I'm going to Japan in January, and I'm like, oh, you do know you've got a girlfriend, don't you? you know, oh, like I'm, I hope I'm coming and all. Oh, of course you are. I'll, I'll pay for you. I know I'm not ticket. as into New Japan as you are. I know that, but I'm still gonna have a good time. But that's why we'd go to Tokyo Disney because exactly. I'm not into Tokyo Disney. Yeah, I know, but so I mean, yeah, yeah, and we and arguably, you know, Wrestle Kingdom's two nights. We're gonna be four nights in Disney. That's true, yeah. You know Disney I mean? wins. Wait, Disney, Disney wins. <laughs> Disney, Disney wins. Disney wins. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so up next we get Tag Team Turmoil. And I think for when you finish with like a heel win and then you go into something like this in a three hour long show, pacing wise it's tough. Because I didn't hear, you know, other than the Lana um, Naomi entrance, I didn't hear these guys. And obviously, you know, it was a bit of a, you know, a collective sigh from the Bobby Lashley win, but it was still a great match. It was still enjoyable. Interested to see where they go as far as McIntyre go concerned, because oh, everybody thought McIntyre was going to win mm. that that belt, mm-hmm. which is why there was so many people just going, "What? Like, how is Lashley won again?" But you know, neither in there. Um, so Naomi and Lana started with Billy Kay and Carmella. Um, Cole says that Billy Kay and Carmel was kind of thrown together, kind of. They were absolutely thrown together. <laughs> uh, and then ruined before they were actually thrown together. You know, them tweeting out that graphic oh, yeah, before yeah. they'd even WWE. announced they were a team. Um, I got really strong Damien Sandow vibes from Billy Kay <laughs> during this. Not in the whole, like, you know, copying the moves, but the copying the entrance. Yeah, yeah. I thought She's it was hilarious. She's so funny. She's absolutely hilarious. Um, Botch is all over the place, but I'm I'm not here to, to bury anyone because we know this was just thrown together. Um, so Lana and Naomi are out first, Riot Squad out next. Um, Carmella and Billy Kay are then eliminated by Riot Squad. And out come Mandy Rose and Dana. Oh, they had the 
worst night. <sighs> they had the worst fucking night that I could. Do you know what? It there's 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 certain times when you say okay, it's just it's on somebody's ability. So Lana did a spot when she was out where she did like a spin kick and missed it and then tried to like half go for it again and then kind of forgot about it and there was a a running bulldog that she did that looked like probably me if I was to do it um it 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 was just it just wasn't good and the fact that Lana's had so much time and she is so well liked you know, but I'm going to give my honest opinion Lana shouldn't have been in there Mm. you know you've got a lot of people that aren't on this show and you're giving Lana... And I thought, you know, in my ignorance, I thought Lana and Naomi were going to win to set up the WrestleMania revenge of Lana against Nia Jax. And then they get eliminated first, so obviously they don't give a fuck about uh, righting the wrong of Nia Jax's hole. Um, but sometimes it's not on you. <laughs> And I feel like Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke had a lot of that's not your fault moments. Oh, well, obviously, Mandy Rose slipped and fell on the really slippery. And I said that, didn't I? Someone's yeah, going to fall. Someone's going to fall. Before that happened, and I fell asleep at this point, and in the morning you said Mandy Rose hit the deck. And I was like, fuck, I knew someone was going to slip and fall on that. On that ramp. I just knew it. And then not only that, but they're both wearing outfits where they kept having wardrobe malfunctions. So it had to go to like blank screen, cut away from them. They kept falling out of their clothes. Yeah. And do you know what? so I'd... unfortunate. I just felt so sorry for them both. Yeah. And the at, at the time, thing. I didn't even notice it. No. But obviously in the replay, they've done things where they've like blanked the screen out for a second so you don't see it, which is absolutely understandable. Um, but Christ, I mean, they did some great moves. Like, I think we had a, a tweet at the time from Axel. Um, it's it's the you know saying you know Dana Brooke did some great moves that they've not seen mm. her do before. Mm. You know, she went up to the top row. You know, they were, they were doing stuff in there. They weren't just making the numbers up, which I feel like Lana and Naomi were just yeah. kind of making the numbers up. And <clears throat> I know we've kind of been. Uh, sort of messaged about feeling sorry for the riot squad, and the riot squad arguably were the only ones who got a, got a couple of wins like in a row. So, so they they came off the stronger team, even though they didn't do kind of too much of it. But oh yes, yeah, Dana hit the Swanton bomb, but yeah. then the pin was reversed, and then Greg Hamilton announced the wrong winner of that segment of it, and. It was all just fucking all over the place. It was a, it was a real. Um, I I just felt those two in particular. I know I know that that obviously the riot squad as well. People are feeling sorry for and believe they should have got the win. Um, but but yeah, Dana and Mandy. Oh, such a it's such a big moment to have a WrestleMania to be in WrestleMania, and I know Mandy was kind of like part of the weird. You know, a comedy match from last yeah, year. But that was, you know, no fans. So this, yeah. this was the time she had a, you know, a reasonable showing in front of fans, as far as I'm aware. Just, just, just weren't their night. It's oh, a shame. It's, it's, it's really harsh, and to see it go so badly wrong for both of them, is uh, is tough. Because the, the slip, the, the slip's the slip. Because you know, I mean, you could say everything was a slip, really. Um, Jesus. But the, uh, you know, it was going to happen. I didn't like. I mean, again, this is an odd thing to say, but Cole was trying to like cover up for it, and then Graves just buried her because, like, as soon as she slipped, Cole was like, "Well, it's been raining a lot. 
you know, and it's you know, it's and the start stage is going to be slippery, and they were mentioning it all the way through the show because people were slipping up the ropes, and because mm. obviously, you know, they, they do that thing in between matches where they pull like a layer of the ring back, so you've got like a fresh yeah. kind of canvas underneath. Um, but you could see straight away from like five minutes of them being in the ring, if it was a multi-person kind of match, is there was a lot of wet footprints like going in there, and then during the Lashley. Um, uh, McIntyre match, you could see big rain spots in one of the corners, and it was like, oh Jesus yeah, Christ, this is great. really bad. So everything's going to be wet, and and it's on. And so the fact that they gave a, a show to the level they did in the situation they did can be commended. But fucking Cole says like, oh, well, it's really wet, and then Corey Graves, is he a face commentator or is he a heel commentator? Decide because at the moment he's just a prick. And he's just a really annoying prick. Like, we watched, like, about 10 minutes of the WrestleMania before it, the New York one, where they had Renee Young on the commentary. And Graves is doing his goddess shit, where he's being, like, the perv. And But but it works, because Renee's there to keep him in check. Mm-hmm. And that's why it works. But without somebody to keep him in check, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he, he says, well, Cole's like, oh, you know, they slipped because it's wet. And Graves is like, oh, I don't know if she slipped because it's wet, or if she's wearing wearing shades at night. And I was like, you fucking prick. There was no need to do to say that, Just you fucking ass. asshole. Because because that's the thing, and he's and he's been told what to say, so it's not it's the character that's a prick. It's yeah, not him because yeah. he wouldn't have decided to say that. But then he's like saying things. That a face commentator would say. So it's just like, what you know, what the fuck is your is your role? Mm. He doesn't know his role because, and they don't know his role. It's like every it's like everything to do with him at the moment. Anyway, let's get off the the, the negatives. Um, so Natalia and Tamina come out, hit the heart attack. Uh, Natalia could have had her in the sharpshooter, but tagged in Tamina, who hits the superfly for the win, and we're getting Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler against Natalia and Tamina Snooker on night two. Mm-hmm. And you said... Well, I think that the only reason that these guys won, and obviously everyone, you know, a lot of people on social media are saying, it's so well-deserved, these guys have worked for years, da-da-da. I get that, but the only reason they went over the Riot Squad, in my opinion, is because Nia Jax and Tamina Snooker are both, like, big, imposing figures, and it's like a, a, ma- a matched match, if that makes sense. Physically, she's a better match. So, like, Naya, because she has been being this kind of big beast who's been chucking people around and throwing Lana through tables, mm-hmm. Tamina is her natural opponent. So I think that's the only reason why those two got the win. Yeah, and I'm I'm with you as well. And and, and Craig, uh, I keep wanting to say Craig Messi, but you know been Craig Messi for years, I feel like, on Twitter, Craig. <laughs> uh, so at the Craigway94, uh, did say, like, ages ago, like, Tamina was going to be a champion like, yeah, really soon. Um, so you called it. You called you it. Called man. it. You absolutely called it. Um, oh, and the, uh, the all the tweets are still rolling in. People tweeting us their t-shirts. Awesome. Um, so Seth Rollins versus Cesaro. Yes. Is up next. Um, so the interesting thing about not watching Raw and SmackDown for a little bit is you don't notice because obviously we watch things like highlights so we do know what's going on so when I say mm. we've not watched it I mean I've not sat down and watched a, a two hours 20 minute raw without the adverts and not watched Smackdown that kind of thing mm-hmm. watch the top 10s all the time I know what's going on from listening to podcasts and all that kind of stuff but the thing you miss from that kind of stuff is music changes yeah. they both have different music <laughs> which I was like 
okay, I've never heard this before. So it was mm. a bit jarring. Cesaro's one's awesome. Seth's is a bit strange. Yeah. It's burn it down, then it does a bit of a beat, and then burn it down again. But I do like his the character and the and the promo that he did backstage during it was things so good. was funny. Yeah, it was, was really very, funny. very funny. Yeah. Um so obviously a lot has been made about this reason why these guys are having a match. Um so Cesaro's first WrestleMania singles match, but it's all about the fact that Seth has been swung. And he's annoyed about the fact that he's been swung around. I don't mind this. And I feel like I'm in the minority. What, as the reason why they get a WrestleMania singles match? Yeah. So, obviously, when you look at it on paper and somebody says to you... I'm just going to nip to the loo. Yeah, go for it. Um, you know, you look at it and you think, God, I'm starving, me. I think we need to get some decent oh, food. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Really hungry. Um, even though we had a McDonald's breakfast. Hey, WrestleMania week. Um... So like you know, listening to like podcasts and stuff, being like, you know, they're, they're only having this WrestleMania match because he's been swung around, and yeah, it's quite a funny thing to say, but I do, I think it's hard, really, isn't it? Because because I do think it sucks as a, as a motivation for a match, but seeing the the package, the video package, and you know the whole the whole kind of him coming out and doing the swing kind of movement and and the crowd kind of loving it. I don't, you know, because Rawlins' character at the moment isn't the guy, I feel, that is going to WrestleMania and taking a belt. Isn't the guy who is challenging, you know, Roman Reigns or Drew McIntyre for one of those belts. He absolutely could do because he's done it before. And the whole, like, intro kind of spot... Um, with him looking like a local politician <laughs> was really funny, and it sounded. I I I recognised the woman's voice, but I couldn't quite place her. And he's like, "This video was not endorsed by Seth Rollins. This has been made by the friends of Seth Rollins." I, I popped and laughed at that. And if that's what they're doing, if that's the kind of style of of character that they're doing with Seth at the mo- moment, it absolutely makes sense for him to be so angry about getting swung around. Like, it completely makes sense. So, I disagree with people who are annoyed by... But this is just as a snapshot from seeing the video package. WWE can sell, you know, water to uh, the, the fishermen, you know, by showing a video package of it. Yeah. You know, they're the best at it. So, obviously, I'm coming at it from just this one thing. But I thought, you know, the comedic character that Rollins is supposed to be... You know, the local politician-esque video... Yeah, it's funny. He's going to be angry that he's been swung around. Mm-hmm. And what a great what a great way to shoe on in um, uh, Cesaro's first WrestleMania match, which I thought was great. Fantastic, yeah. Uh, the crowd were dead into it. It was really technical, which you know I love. Corkscrew splash, which I've never seen before and probably will never see again because <laughs> it looked a bit odd. Uh, near falls all over the place, loads of swings. The pop-up curb stomp, so the RKO-esque... Um, pop up into the European uppercut, which was super clean. Uh, the UFO, I've not seen him do that before. I'm, I think I have seen him do the spin without the hands, but I've again not been watching it, so don't know. But that was crazy. Yeah. You know, just the speed he got up to, and he didn't have it. You know, he's just doing that, crazy. spinning around with him on his shoulders, uh, and and Seth comes off it spinning, but lands perfectly, mm-hmm. so it's like super safe. Crowd are losing the shit. 23 swings and a neutraliser. And Cesaro wins. It was was great. great. It was really good. It was so much fun. And yeah, I just enjoyed it. I just 
oh. thought it was a really good match. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it as well. Is this the time? I mean, we've been saying this for fucking years, Cesaro. I've been saying it for longer than we've been together, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember me and Gaz fucking talking about it. Like, when is Cesaro going to get some sort of, you know, push? Is this it? I don't, I don't, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. But, he, he, you know. I hope it isn't like a Zack Ryder-esque one and done. Like, here you go, yeah. here's your moment. It would be nice. It would be nice to see him get a push. It's one of those, though, where he is the fan favourite. He's always been a perennial fan favourite. And if they're going back to the Thunderdome, mm. it's a bit of a shame. But if they if they were would have been able to come out of Mania and then go back to live crowds, it's a no-brainer that you give him a push because he yeah. is always a favourite. But I don't know with it being the Thunderdome still, whether they'll bother or whether they'll feel like any pressure to because again like we said that before the the fans make decisions the fans make a lot of decisions on how people's careers go mm-hmm. and i think off the back of that you imagine the raw i don't is he on raw or is he smackdown it's probably fucking smackdown isn't he but let's pretend he's on raw like the raw after mania after that win and it was if it was a live crowd you would come out such a hero as welcome yeah, he wouldn't be absolutely. able to do anything for people cheering yeah. for ages so then you know you would look at it and go shit people love people have been demanding this for years and the thing is if as you and i were having a conversation yesterday when i was a couple of cocktails in um <laughs> talking about you know wwe and not they they're not they don't rate rate and rank highly with well known wrestling critics and people who are fans of wrestling, and it's for reasons like Cesaro, mm-hmm. and if they want to start, you know they don't have to start being ranked highly by critics. They just want to make money and they exactly. just want to entertain and get viewers. However, if there was a part of them that were like, we actually want our wrestlers to start being recognised up there with the Omegas who seem to always, you know, clean up at these five-star matches and we're always known as people who bring people up from NXT and then bury them. Yeah. If there was some mindset shift from WWE of let's start, let's let's win over that last group of people who have their doubts on us mm. which are the more critical fans and the actual critics mm. then giving cesaro a push is a huge box tick for yeah. me absolutely cuz cuz you remember when he was having those matches with Sami Zayn in NXT yeah. and he's always had consistently fantastic matches when he's been in a singles situation and i remember sort of watching cuz obviously i didn't see him at all when he was doing his indie run and and all that kind of stuff, and you know, seeing that two out of three falls match with Sami Zayn and the takeover match with Zayn, and I was just like, where the fuck has this Cesaro been? Mm. Like, you know, he's he's with he's with Jack Swagger. He's like, we the people in, and I know. You know, he's always oh. been the guy who has been there or thereabouts. He's always had TV time. He's always been in, in things. You know, he did the whole Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal win where he threw the Big Show over the top rope, which was. Obviously, a, a big crowd pleasing mm. moment, but some something's just never quite connected with it, and I think it's because you know partly it's because of character, because he's all his character is the good wrestler, um, and he's never really had anything other than that to yeah. kind of work with. And not saying he should do because you know his promo skills are neither here nor there. He's okay, but 
but now it, it, you know now's the time they've just had him beat Seth Rollins at Wrestlemania and cleanly and definitively so it has to be whether he wins a belt or not mm. he has to be in that picture and you know you, you this is the thing because they did the unscripted thing to start with because obviously they needed to kill a bit of time and they put people on the mic who are very good at unscripted promos the Big E thing was fucking hilarious. I was crying laughing when he came up from the floor <laughs> and he was just shouting at this poor Irish dude. And the Irish guy, that Kevin, is it Kevin or is it Mike? Is it Kevin? Kevin, I think. Yeah, I think it's Kevin. Kevin. That's what Seth to say. Yeah. Um, how he weren't corpsing all over that, oh, I have was... no idea. He I, was I so said to yours, like, he's 100% imagining his whole family in a car wreck to get through this. Yeah. Because he, he nearly went, when Big E appeared, he nearly, he very, very nearly yeah. went and then was like, oh God, keep it, together. keep it together. And then Seth Rollins as well was proper needling him going, Mike, yeah. Mike, Kevin, can we hyphenate? Can we hyphenate? Yeah. Can we hyphenate? He's like, so, no, no. So funny. It was brilliant. Yeah, it's, He's, it's a good addition. But but Seth Rollins was, you 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 made a good point and it, it was, you know, just going back, sorry, to those unscripted promos. It was like, because we watched WrestleMania 1 recently. Yeah, and it was a hark back to that because you know that was a really formulaic show where it was the Lord, <laughs> you know, doing his like little bit, and then it was Mean Gene backstage with someone, and it was the match, and that yeah. was the that was the thing the whole way through was that was the formula. It was a back it was backstage promos that seemed quite off the cuff, like because some of them was just fucking awful and some of them were great. Yeah, and it felt like that, and and that's what we said coming after watching WrestleMania 1, like, that's great. They should do more of that. Instead of, like, those weird backstage things where someone's just walking and the camera's just following them. Yeah. It's like, just speak to just them. Speak just to speak to them. Just yeah, have a yeah. conversation. Just let them let them go and just let them go wild and There was a, and there was a real, like, mean gene kind of feel to it where he was like, right, now we're going to bring in this guy, now we're going to bring in that guy. Uh, you know, it was great. I, yeah, I, I, lo- it was I absolutely loved it, and it gave me so much more ammunition to enjoy the show with. Yeah, totally. I think it's hilarious that Kevin Owens was whack. Kevin, <laughs> we need some good talkers. Where the fuck's Kevin? No, yeah, where's, on, where's, where's Owens? You know, you're not, you're not until tomorrow. <laughs> you thought he was just going to do a walkout at the start. <laughs> Speaking of walkouts at the start. Something that you told me about that's literally just sprung to my head. Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal. Yeah. Rhea Ripley's crying and Jinder Mahal's looking jacked behind her. Yeah, I know. Where the fuck's he been? Where's Jinder? Because uh, he's not on it at all because Shinsuke wasn't in that lineup. Was he not? I, I didn't see him. I, I, I mean, there's a lot of him on if, there. If Shinsuke was there, I would have. Because Shinsuke's the, and Jeff Hardy. Oh, yeah. They're the two that I'm like, why the fuck are they not on this show? But, you know, it's not for me to book it, is it? Um, and obviously I'm in a, a, a big New Japan kick at the moment and I've always loved Shinsuke. That's yeah, the reason why great. I started watching New Japan. That's true. Um, but yeah, Cesaro. Really good. He's got to do it, he's got to do it. So then they showed two matches from the WrestleMania edition of SmackDown. So you've got the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which Shinsuke was in, and he got beat by Jey Uso. In a harsh-looking backdrop on the corner. Oh yeah, Ouch. it was awful. Ouch! Maybe that's why he weren't there. Maybe he's got a broken <laughs> fucking back. Um, and then you get the the uh, fatal four-way tag team match, which Ziggler and Rude either won the belts or retained. I'm not too sure. Uh, but then they do a promo, which was pretty good. Remember Glorious? <laughs> Anybody out there remember Glorious and how great that was? 
Christ. Do you remember Glorious? And it was Glorious. <sighs> it was Glorious. You, you had a ready-made star there with that. And I know they tried to do it for a bit, but when you do it in a backwater you know, city where they're not asked about what's going on, they're obviously not going to sing along. But Jesus, just remembering those like where he's up on that that stage and the and the NXT crowd are just screaming it as loud as they can, and he's just coming down from like the rafters like Shawn Michaels. I just remember first oh. hearing it and being like, "This is amazing." That hearing was, that yeah. song, and but... the Gargano and Champa were doing those like glorious bombs as well. Yeah, there, yeah. Where they just kind of turned. He was like in a urinal or something. <laughs> you know, he's having a piss. Um, but that was cool. But then we get the tag team title match. Big E comes out and does the intro, which was awesome. The crowd were loud as fuck for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Omos and AJ come out. I feel like uh, they literally said to him every time he's been on TV, Omos, you've got no character. Yeah, you just a bad-ass big Do guy. not make a movement in your face. And then he's coming out and he's jacking, he's jaw jacking. He's like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna kill somebody. Like, you know, he's li- literally just. They gave him a character and they gave him some personality at that precise moment, <laughs> yeah. walking down the WrestleMania ramp. Um, but it was a good opening. Uh, AJ and uh, Kofi was doing a great series of reversals. Uh, I thought Wood shouting, "You're not a tag team wrestler," was really funny. Mm. Um, but then I kind of was jarred out of it because. I was like, I don't know who I'm supposed to be cheering for here. New Day are kind of being heels by keeping AJ in the corner. At no time do I believe that superstar IWGP heavyweight champion, ex-WWE champion AJ Styles can't run rings around Kofi and, and Xavier. But that was the narrative that they were trying to, trying to feed me. Um, and then something happened in the crowd. See, I missed this. You noticed it. I I don't... Well, you didn't see what happened, but Woods, like, three times turned to the non-camera side and went, are you you guys okay? How strange. So I don't quite know what was going mm. on there. So it'll be interesting to hear what that is. Mm. Um, and the whole reason why I didn't know who he was supposed to be cheering for is because they're building up for this almost hot tag. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so are they trying to do, like, a double switch here? Is... Or, you know, obviously because Omos is such an attraction, they know that when he tags in, there's going to be a huge cheer, uh, which there was. And the crowd completely woke up at that pit. He cleans house, does the pop-up kind of slam on Kofi, who looked like he died. You know, he knew exactly where that camera was going to be at the end of that match, and he looked like he was dead. And then he pins him with one foot. So they go back to being the heels. It's like you had a double, ch- you had a double turn on both of very, them. I don't think the crowd quite knew what to do, and it, it fell a little bit flat. This match for me until almost yeah got tagged in. Yeah, well, it fell flat for everyone because it got was it, it it just went on a bit too long of keeping AJ back and like you say, I didn't really know what I was supposed to be, who I was supposed to be rooting for. I was yeah. just thinking, I just want to see that guy get in the ring. I think everyone. The whole point of that match was for him to debut, and that and yeah. you're just waiting for it. And everybody knows that. That's why we're watching it. That's why it's been set up. We're waiting for this guy to come in. Yeah, Joe's that... thing's a bit tricky, and I think it's a bit tricky to do it on a WrestleMania. I'm not sure it was a WrestleMania moment to have him debut. No, I think maybe he should have done that or done something in the ring. Yeah. Well, he's done a few up. like slams, and he, yeah. he's done that pop up slam, and he chucked Kofi into the into the Thunderdome. Mm, um, true, but 
I mean, for, for me, it was it was more the the reason why the crowd were a bit weird through it is because there was no clear direction. Like there's there's there was literally no direction. So New Day are the the faces they're coming out doing the New Day rocks thing that was great. AJ and almost come out getting booed, and then during the course of the match because of the way they've set it up, and it's the only way because I, I I've been thinking since really since we finished watching that particular match mm. of how to do it where you keep at the status quo the same and there's like no way because almost is something different. And that's why they're cheering him mm. because they're sick of seeing the same thing. Um, so he is something different. He's an attraction. So as soon as he gets the hot tag, which is exactly what they, the way they built it, mm. they built it as an FTR. You know, Tommaso Ciampa gets tagged in after them working over Gargano for twenty minutes. You know, that's the way the the not to the same level, obviously, but that's the way they kind of that was the narrative they were telling you so obviously he's getting he got, he got a huge cheer when he walked in he walks in he clears the ring you were waiting for a big slap that never happened which should have done mm-hmm. um, the big chop the big well, you can't have too many people doing a chop though. I did you? I did want the big chop yeah definitely um, but and then it goes kind of weird again after he pins him with one foot and the crowd pops for the win you got new tag team champions but they will come out in the Thunderdome with the fake crowd noise booing him. Yeah. And it's just like, I, I, I just couldn't get a grasp on what they wanted me to do. No. Because you're in that situation, especially like when you're there live, you're in the mode of what do you want me to do? Yeah. Do you want me to boo here? Do you want me to cheer here? You know, what, what do you want? I'll give you what you want. Just tell me what you fucking <laughs> yeah, for want. C- for certain matches where you're not that invested in, certainly... Yeah, definitely. Because you're a bit like, I can go either way on this one. I'm not, I'm not really that bothered. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, there you go. There it was. And we get an advert. A lot of adverts on these, uh, for Peacock. Yeah. On this UK WWE app. Oh, yeah, I know. You think they'd, and, I, and I kind of thought, like, who's getting the money for these adverts now? Because obviously it's on Peacock, and the, you know, the Snickers thing, they sponsor WrestleMania, so it's, it's money in WWE's pocket. But the advertising on for like cricket wireless and all the stuff that mm. they normally do, um, is that now just going to Peacock? Is that part of that billion dollar deal? Is that part of that that they can show adverts and mm. you know it's Peacock that get the money for it? Who knows? Who knows? Um, but Christ, we're getting some fucking Peacock adverts on the UK app. It's a missed opportunity. You know why not? Say to BT Sport or to say I mean BT Sport was selling it as a pay per view for twenty quid so. You know who knows, mm. but after anyway, missed opportunity. But we get a WWE 2K. It's back after a year away because of all the glitches and I mean I've not played one since probably eighteen because uh, of how shit it was. But it looked quite impressive. They had Rey Mysterio and Cesaro with the two people that they had in the ring. You know there was actual impact on the six one nine. You know a facial expression from change from Cesaro, and there was nobody's arms and legs spinning. And the referee wasn't like two foot above the ring, um, <laughs> or, or neck deep in it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So who knows? That might be all right. But they need to they need to hit out of the park because uh, AEW is working on theirs for a long time. So that's probably going to be at least okay. Uh, so next match: Shane McMahon and Braun Strowman in the cage. Drones we saw for the first time. I liked here. that. I, I love that drone shit. And I wouldn't know they were drones unless it was if it wasn't for the uh New Year's Eve. Oh yeah, thing. The, the the London firework thing. And they did loads of drones. I know. Um 
Yes, I was pleasantly surprised by this match, actually. Because mm-hmm. I, d- I had very, 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 very low expectations for it. Because I wasn't a mad fan of the setup. I know, like we've just said, you know, you were just saying, oh, I don't really mind that Rawlins and um, Thingy was set up because of, uh, you know, Cesaro, because he was swung and he, he yeah. didn't like it. Yeah, and, yeah. and this is based on Shane McMahon picking on a massive blow for being thick. Yeah. So, but I think the setup was a bit bizarre. But it's, it's a bit thrown together. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I like I liked the ending. I liked yeah, how it ended. I, like I thought it was quite inventive. I hated the the start. Yeah. Because you know, you, I mean, how many cage matches have you seen where somebody doesn't interfere? You know, and he's and the whole premise is you know there's nowhere for you to run, Shane. And it's like God, we know we know there's going to be interference, but the way they did the interference again. Why can't why can't they do these companies do interference properly? Like I mean, you know, who am I to say that? But you know, as soon as Braun Strowman gets to the ring after nearly being killed by his own smoke on, <laughs> on his entrance, they attack him with chairs. Shane Shane gets a chair in the ring. Then he makes his big comeback. He gets a shit bit of sheet metal from off the top because obviously they knew they were going to be walking around it, so they put all this down to give him a bit of a base to be walking around. He rips a piece off, hits him with it. It sounds harsh as fuck. Um, I th- when, I, when I was kind of making notes in it, I was like, well, you know you know, it's a Shane McMahon match. It's WrestleMania. And the crowd, I felt, were a little bit quiet during this. And the only thing I could kind of think of is when it's Shane, you are waiting for that big spot. You're waiting for him to do his circus act. Mm. And because you know that's coming at some point, or you think that's coming at some point, it's tough to get into the rest of the match because you kind of know what's coming. Yeah. And I'm sure that would have been a similar thing for Mick Foley when he was doing the subsequent Hell in a Cell matches with like Triple H and things. Everybody's just waiting for him to go through the cage again or do, or do something fucking stupid. Yeah. Um. So the early match where, you know, he's throwing a right hand, you know, are they on the phone? Not at that time, they wouldn't be on the phones, but, you know, is, is that the, the thing? Like, okay, yeah, Shane and Broder in the ring, they're just kind of trading back and forth now. I'm just going to wait until he goes up to the top. Mm. Um, yeah, you know there's height involved and you're just kind of waiting for a climb. Yeah. And as soon as the climb starts, then you can get back into it and get on your feet. Yeah. You, you know you're going to see something. Yeah, there, there, there is a, there is a, there is a, prob- a slight kind of, uh, not problem, but might like challenge if you are like Shane and you have built a career on doing those big spots. Mm. I mean, look at the, the the WrestleMania we had. So, so we had a singles match with AJ Styles, and everybody all the way leading up to that was tweeting us, telling us we could hear it in the arena and the stadium when we were there. He's coming off the top of that WrestleMania, oh, yeah. <laughs> that that sanction that covers them for if it rains, which they actually need this time. It's like there is no way. It's like, oh my god, there's a ring on top of that. AJ and and Shane McMahon are going to be up there. I was like, that's literally like fifty meters in the air. Yeah, like, there's no way he's going to do that. I know. Well, that's the problem. That is the that is the challenge you've got to continue to, you know, if you want to carry on having these kind of, um, I don't even know what the word is. Kind of like, because because Shane McMahon comes by for WrestleMania. Yeah. So I don't know whether you want. Do you call that an exhibition match? What's there's a word for it, right? Yeah, it's like, kind of, it's, yeah. Exhibition match is, is yeah. You know, it's like it's like the Shane McMahon match now. Yeah. yeah, and you you know like he he kind of like is it the point of trying to better it every time? And he obviously can't. There's only so much you can do. So so far yeah. you can fall before yeah, you're dead. Yeah. So and he's fallen very far. <laughs> Absolutely. On numerous of occasions mm. in the past. 
But I think that I liked the fact that they, um, you know, they had Braun pull the, you know, pull the fence away. That was away. awesome. Because like, yeah. uh, as soon as he was climbing over the edge and he was pretty much halfway down on the other side, I was like, well, now I'm not going to believe anything because he can just drop. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, and I know he's fallen from higher. So, he, yeah, so yeah. the whole clambering down doesn't, I don't buy it. So I was like, and there's no, I don't buy Braun grabbing his arm and then pulling him up and back over through the fence. So yeah. I was like, well, I don't quite know how they're going to do this that's going to make me believe he's, believe a believable way for him to be back in the ring when yeah. he's that far out of it. Yeah. So him like pulling the fence down, I was like, okay, there you go. That's, that's how you do yeah. it. That's how you get he him He grabs back. him by the hand, he pulls the cage away and he drags him back in. It, yeah. was, it was great. I mean, with so he does the coast to coast as well earlier on. Shane yeah. uh, King, I thought was quite funny here because they had him out for some reason. Um, but he, he does like he's taking the piss out of Cole, saying about you know do your vintage line, Cole. It's vintage Shane McMahon, which <laughs> I thought was quite funny. Um, another bit that I hated before the cage drag was Elias and Riker getting get, getting involved again, but mm. instead of just going through the door, they <laughs> climb up and they're trying to pull him over. It's that kind of stuff because the, the the spot related to it was cool. You know, Braun slams himself into the cage, which knocks them two to the floor, mm-hmm. and then you never see them again. They're dead. They're yeah. both dead. You know, they've been stretched out. We've, we didn't see it um, <laughs> when all they did was just drop to the floor. Um, but it's that stuff where it's like, why are they climbing the cage there? Why are they not in the ring? Like, if you're gonna get them to interfere, have them interfere mm. in a way that's like. Makes sense, and neither neither of them made sense to me. But, no. uh, but anyway, it's, it's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, then he rips the cage out, which is great. They're on the top. He throws Shane off. That's his big spot where he does like a forward flip off the top of the cage. Lands pretty well, actually, uh, pretty safe. And then Braun picks him up, does a running power slam, and gets the pin. I hate pinfalls in cage matches. I know, I know I'm in the minority. Nobody agrees with me. They think that adding adding pinfall or submission to a cage match was like the best thing to do. But I just think, why have a cage match? I know. The whole point is to either escape the cage or either fly via the door or via over the top. Or, and prevent interference, which it didn't... It never prevents interference, <laughs> though. But, yeah, pinning somebody in a cage match, I'll always hate from now to the end of time. Mm, I agree with you. Um, but there you go. So then we get a, another awesome firework display in the spot where you'd normally think they would announce the attendance, um, but covered up by another shit graphic, which was just daft. Uh, and Bailey comes out. See, I missed all this. So the commentators there, they're about to introduce the Hall of Fame, uh, class of 2020. Bailey comes out with a mic, which I thought was interesting because she was replying to what the commentators were saying. Uh, but the crowd <laughs> were chanting for Bailey. Uh, she was doing this, oh, let me do your job instead then, Cole, you idiot, which I thought was dead funny. So that this was the point where I kind of think, okay, I get this now. Yeah. She is being a Karen. She is doing that Karen yeah. kind, of, kind of character, which I think is fair enough. Um, and then the Hall of Fame comes out. They get a run out. Fair, always, always hate it. Fair dues. <laughs> always I, hate I mean, it. The best part of it was Eugene Liger's picture. Obviously, no, I'm, I'm just being a mark there. Um, but yeah, the Bellas are there. Thanks, Gaz. I mean, Gaz knew I was asleep. Cause he, <laughs> he knows said, you so well. You know, well, yeah, Christ, he's had to wake me up many times to kick him out of his fucking house. Um, <laughs> wake up, your favourite's on. And then 
this awful gif of Nikki Bella. But hey, whatever. But when they showed the, the thingy, and a thing that I didn't say on the last podcast when we were talking about the Hall of Fame, is they put the fake crowd noise in for the one more match chant. I was like, please, nobody's saying that. Well, maybe they are, maybe some people I think are. there are. They have got some fans who'd like to see it. Yeah, Just, I'm, I, sure. And, and they, I'm they, sure they've got more fans that want to see them wrestle one more match than Shinsuke Nakamura's got for having a match actually on a WrestleMania. <laughs> I'm sure that's the case, which is, you know, the argument for and against of what we were kind of saying with the the differences in what it is. It's an entertainment show, it's not necessarily a wrestling show, but... Yeah. Not for me. Not for me. Um, so then we get a musical performance. And is it Flo Rider? No. Is it... Uh, what's his name? Pitbull? Pitbull? No. Is it Phil Collins doing Easy Lover? Instrumental? WrestleMania 1? No, it's not. Mm. Is it... Kid Rock? No. Limp Biscuit? No. Some yeah. <laughs> <Samizan> Morrison. <laughs> the musical spot of the of WrestleMania. So out come these fucking bunnies. Oh god. And I'll say one thing about it that's negative because I don't want to be that guy. However, I can't not be. <laughs> this guy was the fucking WWE champion a few weeks ago <laughs> and it just it doesn't make any fucking sense but anyway but that aside you know seeing it because obviously the, I was already wound up by Raw by you know and I saw two more replays of this fucking car being painted oh, so God. I've seen that six times now <laughs> and it's just like oh Jesus Christ but anyway they come out they're doing a worse uh, lip sync thing than the dude in New Japan who comes out and doesn't sing. Uh, I can't remember his name. I, f- I forgot his name for the last two shows now. But he's, he tag teams with Zack Sabre Jr. Anybody who knows, you know. Um, but he's do- they're doing worse fucking lip syncing than that. Uh, and then when they do start singing, they're out of time. It's just crazy. Some of these fucking bunnies have one ear. I know. What What was that? What was going on there? I don't know. And they all had to hold their masks on as they bounced. They were all holding their own masks by the teeth or by the bottom as they were jumping up and down. It just, it completely, it was just so stupid. No, I've had a thought now. Does Bad Bunny's logo have one ear? It might have one ear, but but only some had one ear. Yeah, but it, it makes no, either way it makes no, absolutely no, no sense. let me have a look. Because there was, about, there was about three people who had three bunnies in that ring that had one ear. The rest had two ears. And yet they're all holding it. I wonder who was under those bunny costumes. Obviously, you know, it's it was the NXT guy's time to shine as as they have, you know, every year when there's a crowd. He's got two ears, bad two ears logo. Two ears logo. Right. So so there were so just wardrobe no malfunctions. Those ears flew off in bounce. In transit. They lost they, ears. They lost ears in transit. Two people lost ears. There was more than Lesson. that. Was there more than two? There was, honestly, there was loads of them that had one ear. Oh, and I don't quite know what's happened. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so I literally put the note here, why do some of them only have one ear? Uh, this guy, not too long ago, was WWE champ. And he's there singing and he's dancing and he's and he's doing his hey, hey, hop, hop thing. Now, that's where my criticisms end. Because <laughs> Damien Priest comes out 
we were saying this when he was on NXT and with the takeovers, like, why isn't Priest being the guy that they're, they're pushing? Mm. And there's the whole kind of argument, what we've had, you know, pretty recently about who it is that they're choosing to take up. So Keith Lee was like the last major champion to kind of go up. Everybody else has kind of been plucked from the mid-card status of it. So Riddle, you know, wasn't the champion, as far as I know. No. Um, Damian Priest was North American champion. And then he goes up. Um, Bianca Belair never got a belt. Ba- Bianca Belair never was. Neither did Becky Lynch. Neither did, well, there you go. <laughs> so Vince's model's working quite well of leaving Adam Cole and Gargano alone. Um <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, we always said like, why is Priest not the guy that they're kind of going with here mm. over someone like Karrion Cross? Yeah. Uh, so now he comes out, crowd really into it. He's doing his bow and arrow shit, which is fair enough. Uh, he gets some awful graphic as well, uh, but he looks like a star. Like Damien Priest looks like a star, and he's great in the ring. And you know, I I, I can't see a situation where that guy's going to fail, but who knows? Uh, but then out comes Bad Bunny. He's gripping onto a truck <laughs> that's driving around Tampa. He's looking as cool as that guy can actually look. And he comes out and gets a really big cheer and then proceeds to smack the Miz in the face. Yeah, connected. <laughs> Properly connected. And, there's, and this is before he starts doing shit. So you've got him punching him. There's a let's go bunny chant from the crowd at this point. Then he pulls off a flying head scissors and I'm kind of like, I know he's been training. I know a lot of people have been saying he's been training at the performance centre. Uh, him and somebody else. Who was the other one? They had him and um, somebody else was in the performance centre and they were training like really hard. Pat McAfee? Oh, Pat McAfee's been doing it for, for a bit now, though, hasn't he? Are you talking to someone recently then? I thought somebody was with Bad Bunny, oh, like a know. celebrity. But no, I think it was just um, a couple of the... The, the dweebs who never win and never mm-hmm. get on the show who were like helping him train um, but it was super entertaining and it was popping the crowd and they were getting really into it and Miz and Morrison are there taunting Booker T so I thought Booker T was going to get involved as well mm. which obviously he didn't because he didn't need to you know he pulls off a tornado DDT they work him over for a bit and Bad Bunny finally gets the hot tag to Priest Priest clears the fucking ring um, they do a double Falcon Arrow, which was great. He does a stage dive. Buddy does a stage dive, and then when when he sort of priest slid in the ring and went for his kind of finisher, and he tw- twisted it around into the school crushing finale. I thought, oh my god, Miz is picking up the win here. Mm. You know, the integrity of the belt is going to be saved. Absolutely not. <laughs> Buddy breaks up the pin. He gets on the outside and does a Canadian destroyer to. Morrison. Now it's all Morrison. He doesn't have to do too much. All he has to do is go with him. So it's all on Morrison, whether or not he's safe or not. So we're fine in this situation. But holy shit. It was impressive. I I literally shouted. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't believe it. The bunny's done a Canadian destroyer. Amazing. And then there's kind of like the doomsday device, but more of a splash than a clothesline. Bunny gets the pin. And I've put as my final note. This is why you watch WWE. Yeah. Like, technically speaking, was it a great match? Was it a five-star Meltzer match? No, of course it wasn't. But was any of that crowd sat down when they hit the three count? No. Absolutely not. So you can say about the, you know, yes, Miz was WWE champion not that long ago. 
you can say that you know Damian Priest has never done anything in NXT other than a North American title where he jumped in a jacuzzi with a couple of models and Triple H. You know he took his picture with Triple H in that. Yeah, it's very know, odd. Strange. However. I always hate these celebrity cameos, mm. and I'm sure I'm going to hate the one tonight because I hate Logan Paul with a passion. Uh, you are not the only one. He's not a very well liked dude. He like, sounds across the board, to be honest. I don't really know like who, like what his <clears throat> fan base is anymore. Because I thought it, it was over after the whole like the Japan thing. Japan thing, yeah. I'm so surprised that he's still got some notoriety. I don't know if that's positive or negative notoriety. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm sure he's, he's not and he's going to ruin a match that I'm actually looking forward to. Mm. Um, but I hate these celebrity cameos because most of the time you know, <coughs> they'll do they'll do a clothesline and then they'll kind of like sm- laugh and like smile at the crowd. It's like, fuck off. Yeah, yeah. But this guy is legit. He's a legit dude. Like, they show all his shit. Mm-hmm. He's double platinum selling artist. He's number one He's got all these fucking Spotify streams. And yes, he's a wrestling fan, but he still didn't need to put in that amount of effort. I know. He didn't need to put in that amount of training because you have to do some. You, you can't just you know go in there for three, four weeks and pull that off Mm-mm. to the level that you pulled it off. You can't. He's been doing it for months. He's got to have been doing it for mm. months. And the level of like respect for it, and I know he's a fan, so he's obviously going to have respect for it, it's great, and that's the that's. He the sold times. really well. He sold like, he sold and great. I think sometimes that's what is missing. Some people can pull off some really good moves, but like selling, selling like offensive moves, I thought I think that that's where they struggle because they're so set on getting the acrobatic bits right that those subtle little like wincing in pain if you get kicked, and that's the shit that people you know who aren't wrestlers seem to forget and don't do. Yeah. Absolutely. I just and, think that he got he got like um I just imagine him speaking to Vince and being like, Okay, I want I want to ride in on the top of a truck. I wanna do a Canadian destroyer and the third thing, I want my opponent to be the rock and Vince to be like, I can do two out of three of those things. <laughs> Uh, and then one of them's not going to be the rock. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a guess which one you're not going to get. But yeah, <laughs> but, it, but you know, he he had like the dream like guest spot. You know, like yeah. if, you know, because everyone everyone who's anyone is impressed by the Canadian Destroyer, and anyone oh, wants to arrive move. in style like that. So it's like those are the those are like two. It's just such a bucket list match. I don't know whether he's going to carry on doing it, but in terms yeah. of the only like, as I say, the only like non-bucket list thing is your opponents, <laughs> really. But it's but it, as yeah. the viewer, but the Miz and Morrison were great. I yeah. thought, they I thought, yeah. Apart from the the intro, and I understand it's all a comedy thing, and then it's a bit like the Seth Rollins thing, where you know it's a comedy thing, and then they get in the ring and they do some stuff because you know the Miz, you know he, and I always say that. You know, WWE and wrestlers in general don't play up to the crowd enough. Mm. You know, in a in a spot where the crowd are going a bit quiet, you should you, your heel should hit a move and they should spin round and start giving the crowd shit because that's the way it used to be. Because like, if you look at you know, obviously we've we've gone back and watched WrestleMania one mm. and had a pretty good time kind of watching it, and a lot of the time. You know, it's the faces that turn around to the crowd and start, you know, in a bit where it's gone a bit quiet, they'll hit a big right hand, the heel will hit the deck, 
and then the faces in the in the you know turning around and gesticulating to the crowd to get them going again. Yeah, yeah. And there's not enough that that goes on with that, but the Miz constantly does that. He'll hit a move and he'll turn and he'll just look mm. and he'll start getting booed. Absolutely. And there's a and there's a big thing for that. And obviously, you know, do I, and I've seen the WWE title shit that was going on in the last couple of months. Do I agree with that side of it? No. That's why I don't watch Raw currently because they don't. It seems like they've got no idea what they're doing. But when it comes to this show, it was very coherent. Mm-hmm. Apart from the odd little things that we would have questioned, you know, back in the day when we were solely WWE watchers. So something like this always has a place because this is why I watch WWE. I'm not watching it for wrestling ability because I've got NXT for that and I've got AEW for that and I've got New Japan for that. What I need from WWE is the giant spectacle, coherence, Mm -hmm. which they're never going to give me again, I don't think, and these kind of moments where it shocks you what's going on. Because it almost was always going to drop somebody in the fucking head and kill them. Yeah. You know, whereas Bad Bunny, I thought was going to, you know, because they were calling it a tag match. I was like, well, obviously he's training, so he's going to do some moves. If somebody had given me odds for, is Bad Bunny going to do a Canadian destroyer during this match? I would have said you were insane. Absolutely insane. He's definitely gonna not going to take it. You know, I would have said that straight off the bat. He could give it, but it's still got to look good and he's got to rotate well with, with the person. Mm-hmm. So the first time he tried that, whoever it was who was maybe Gulak or whoever it was who was training him, balls on you, <laughs> lad. Um, but yeah, this is why I watch it. Like it, it's got to be entertaining. Yeah. It has to be. Yeah. And the crowd, and when I said at the start of the show, they were into two people in a big way. One was Cesaro and the other was Bad Bunny. Yeah. Everybody else got a reasonable cheer or boo based mm-hmm. on what they... Well, they kind of need yeah, it. absolutely. Would you agree with that? Would you say like the, the celebrity keep the celebrity things to like a minimum? But yeah, I think they they have their place at WrestleMania. It's just become a thing, hasn't it? I'm not saying like it's it's a, it should be something that's always there, but I do think I think um, the quality has gone up so much from people who have come in celeb-wise and given it a go. That I do think it ups the ante for whoever else wants to give it a go. Yeah. So, you know, if Bad Bunny is a one and done and he never comes back, and then you get another, like, musician, sports star, whatever who wants to come and have a go, they'll have that in their head of, like, well, I need to be better, or I at least need to be that good. So as long as the quality's there... I think I think they have their place. They're fun. You need to have a bit of fun. There has to be like a silly element, at Mania in particular. Yeah. It's got there's got to be a silly match in there. Like you, they do it every year. Yeah. And whether there's a celeb in it or there's not a celeb in it, there's a silly match on. And that was this year's silly match. Yeah. And it wasn't half silly. It was silly, but it was great. With. But it's, <laughs> it is so much fun. It's so <clears> much fun. You know, the Otis thing was last year's silly match. Yeah. You know, when we were there, it was Miz versus Miz and Maurice versus John Cena and Nikki Bella. It was the silly match. Yeah, like, that's and they do have their place because we weren't looking forward to that when we went, and then when it came on, we were well into it. Yeah, yeah, because of the Miz. Because yeah. of the Miz, yeah, because it was funny. Because <clears throat> it was just silly, and it you're not you're not getting that you're not getting into it in like a 
a really passionate way. You're getting into it because you're all having a laugh and the camaraderie yeah. around is great because yeah. you're all just pissing yourself. And there's that slight, slight feeling. That slight 1% of the 100. Miss could win this. Miss could win. He's one skull crushing finale away from ruining this woman's day. Not letting her get, not letting her get proposed to. They could have. He could have proposed to her if they lost. Nah. <laughs> Miz would have walked out with Maurice in one arm and Nikki Bella in the other if he'd have hit that skull crushing for now. Oh crikey! Um, but yeah, I, I did really enjoy this. Me too. Main event time. So let's swing back to Twitter for a second. So we've got at Hootran Superman as put. I've thought to myself, being a pro wrestler would be fun. Would he ever agree to being whipped in the abdomen? That's a no from me. <laughs> See, I thought that as well until I started taking a few bumps. And I, they fucking hurt. There's quite a lot of it that hurts. And I've said this on numerous podcasts, but it's needless the amount of pain you have to go through. So major respect to everybody involved, as always. But it's main event time. So we've got Sasha versus Belair. Great entrances. Mm-hmm. Really good video package as well to sell it. Absolutely. Crowd were well into it to start with. Uh, both crying to start with. Was Sasha? Yeah, she was trying not to. But when 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 they kind of the bell rang and they faced off, and Bianca was like, it looked like they were both trying to not do it. Whereas maybe that was a, a direction, but mm-hmm. I didn't feel like that. I felt like it was natural. Yeah, and and she, and she was getting a bit overwhelmed with the moment. It's a lot, though, isn't it? Like the crowd's back, and you're headlining. I'm sure, like if Drew McIntyre was set to win, and he was last on, and his first match back with the crowd, and he was he was closing Mania Night One. Mm. I'm sure he would have been an emo. I'm sure he would have been crying at the end for sure. Yeah, definitely. So it was great. So it was great back and forth to start with. Uh, Bianca Bella is on the outside. Um, Sasha dives through the ropes. It's a catch and a roll through. Belair then presses her over her head, walks up the ring steps and throws her back into the ring. Loads of things could have gone wrong with that. And it didn't, which was top. Uh, slingshot, slingshot suplexes. I shouted Tully Blanchard <laughs> at the screen when she did the first one. Uh, but obviously didn't drop her. And then picked her up and down a few times before eventually dropping. Uh, standing shooting star press. 450 splash blocked with an ease. Really slick transitions, which is not something you see quite often with WWE just in general. Um, and then the next note, even though there's quite a lot of good stuff, so I didn't put too much notes because I was just enjoying myself mm-hmm. in what was going on. Uh, so 450 splashy hits for a near fall. This braid slap. Oh my god, it was intense as fuck that. That was so loud. So it sounded like a kendo stick, but turned up Mm -hmm. about a hundred times. And obviously, the welt. Was it a welt? Did she break the skin? It looked like such a... Because obviously, you know, when you you do like a paper cut, Mm. it's a really clean cut. And he doesn't bleed because to bleed you have to, it has to be a non-clean cut. Mm-hmm. So like that's the first thing I thought. I was like, is that a fucking massive like well that well on the side? 
you know, is it because it weren't it weren't going away? It was just there. Yeah. So it's like, has she opened her up there and it's just not bleeding? Oh god. Because it just looked like raw skin. Oh, it's a mess, wasn't it? Oh my god, the sound that made. Like we both, because obviously we watched it about today. We both went, oh, like really loud. Yeah, it was horrific. It was absolutely horrendous. Oh. But that, but I'm just so impressed with like the time getting that right. Getting that whip right, because Sasha was coming at her. She probably got it too right. Well, I mean, nothing wrong with that. But, like, I'm sure they were. But, but like, I don't know. I just thought it was, like, such a good shot. And it was such a one in a million shot to get it so... Like, it was just crazy. But then maybe they knew that was going to happen. I don't know whether they knew that it was going to be that impactful. And the, I don't know, you can't practice that shit. No. You can't, unless someone in the back, they were just like, can can someone just come and just, is someone up for getting hurt by Bianca's hair? Drew, where's Drew Goulash? <laughs> but, Tazawa, get so, over here. Somebody, someone must have took one for him to know it would work. Somebody must have. See, because she's used the whip before. So, like, in NXT, she had matches where she'd use that whip. Yeah. But it was always to, like, the back or to, a, like, a heavily clothed area. Yeah. And it would sound good. That sound like an actual whip. Oh, God, it was intense. Because the mark that was on the side, you know, it's like a film where somebody's getting, like, 20 lashes. It was the same sound. It came up straight away as well, that mark. It, just, oh. it was there. And then it just got darker and darker. It was like... I saw the people on the front row like pointing at it when when she was on yeah, yeah it's like oh Christ it's so awful it was the loudest thing and you know I know they say when wrestlers get hurt that's when they don't sell mm-hmm. and they just kind of sit there just wide eyed and they just but she like I've never seen Sasha react like that she was like running around that ring trying to get rid of that pain <laughs> oh my god I've never seen I've never heard anything like that it sounded like a whip. Yeah, it was horrific. You know. if it, it, it was a whip. Like, don't... After that, you know, obviously a couple of weeks ago we had McIntyre and, and Sheamus kicking the fuck out of each other and hitting each other with kendo sticks. Don't you ever bitch about... Don't you ever post on Instagram your kendo stick shots after that. I had a look that, on Instagram to see if she'd posted anything. Like, she not? She just posted herself and Bianca, like, pictures from the match, but n- nothing... Nothing to do with that. No. Oh, not I mean, not so far, anyway. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. But the WWE 24, again, may be something to do with that. Because oh, yeah. you showed me a video of her kind of laughing. Well, not laughing, but kind of... Bianca? No. A, oh, a Sasha, Sasha. Yeah, 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 yeah. On the floor when she's, like, Pretending, watching Bianca, yeah. like, posture with the belt. She was, like, smiling, cheesing, cheesing. Dead happy for her, clearly. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so Belair hits the K- KOD, gets the pin... New champ, even though Cole says she kicked out when she didn't. Strange. Fucking Michael Cole. Her dad almost died over the barricade. <laughs> he was going mad. But you would keep it a secret from your parents, mm. I think, wouldn't you? In mm. that situation. Um, but then, like, you know, Sasha rolls to the outside. She shows the mark. It looked fucking horrendous. It was, a, it was horrific. But it was a great main event. And I was saying, leading into this, that this shouldn't be the main event. It should be Drew and Bobby Lashley. And it was a better match than Drew and Bobby Lashley. It really was. It was a. It was just a really good wrestling match. Yeah, there was but, loads of cool shit in it. Yeah, it was. It just you couldn't take your eyes off it the whole way. There was no lulls. It was. It was just action, action, action. Yeah. Without being, like, 
OTT well, like, yeah, like just, gimmicked. Yeah, it yeah. was it was just really good. I enjoyed it so much and it, I would say it was my match of the night. Yeah. What would you say was your match of the night? It's between that and Cesaro Rollins. Mm. I mean, technically speaking, Cesaro Rollins was better. However, they didn't get whipped in the fucking abdomen. <laughs> so I think, you know, you've got to kind of give it based on that. I mean, it'd be interesting to do a poll uh, because I think that's the only two matches that is between between Cesaro and uh, Rollins and Belair and uh, Banks. Like mm. no no other match, you, you can enjoy it. You know you can. You know, I know Bad Bunny. It, it was an enjoyable spectacle, but I think for if you were going to give something like a match rating, yeah, you know if you're looking at everything. So entertainment is obviously a big part of it. But you're looking at entertainment. You're looking at technical ability. You're looking at crowd reaction. You know, entertainment and crowd reaction, Bad Buddy probably gets it over. Or does he get it over Cesaro Rollins? Maybe not. Um, but the fact that we've watched a WWE show and we're talking about three of the matches potentially being ma- match of the night. Because yeah. this whole thing going into it as well, which I obviously, you know, didn't really agree with, was is Volta Champa going to be the match of the week? People can say, technically speaking, till the blue in the face, but. Volta and Champa are fourth on the list. Yeah. In my in my opinion, you might disagree, but in my opinion, they're fourth behind Bunny, uh, Cesaro, Rawlins, and mm-hmm. um, Bianca Belair and, and Sasha Banks. The fact that we've had three matches because when when was the last time we could say that? Oh my god! That you enjoyed more, and maybe it's the crowd thing. Maybe it's. Maybe it's the the situation with the rain and mm-hmm. and the thunderstorm, and you're like, oh my god, this is a maybe there's a bit of that into it. But when have you literally, honestly said, and throw the technique out the window? I know some people can't, but when was the last time you said that there was a better match on WrestleMania? Just one, just mm-hmm. one better match on WrestleMania than there was on a Takeover. I don't never. think I've ever yeah. said. I know, that. no, never, never. No, absolutely not. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was WrestleMania night one. Sucks I can't stay up and watch night two. I know, I am gutted. I really want to stay up and watch it. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's five o'clock now. If we could have a nap, maybe... I mean, I'm watching BAFTAs and Line of Duty tonight. Line of Duty. <laughs> it's non-stop rock and roll non-stop for me. rock and roll. I mean, yeah, all, all we've got to do is just stay away from Twitter. I mean, yeah. I know you can't, and you just look at the results anyway. It doesn't really bother me finding out beforehand. It doesn't It doesn't ruin my viewing, but yeah. um, but maybe I will. Maybe I will. The only thing is I don't want to watch it on silent t- tomorrow, you know, while we're working, just have it on in the background. So I kind of want to watch it properly. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, but we'll work around it. We'll suss it out. Podcast-wise, we'll watch it tomorrow night. So as soon as we finish work mm-hmm. tomorrow, we'll watch it. Yep. We'll ask for the tweets then, and then we'll do the podcast on Tuesday. Yep. So we'll do the, the reaction to WrestleMania Night 2 on the Tuesday. Because mm-hmm. otherwise we're going to be fucked. And we'll be able to mention any notable entries on uh, Raw. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll do a little bit, and we'll do a little bit of a new show because I've got because if you heard the the, the the change in the announced teams, they've got that RM Verk who's oh, going to be said, uh, on Raw starting game. on Monday. So he's going to be with um, Corey Graves and Byron Saxton. Okay. Um, so that's an interesting thing. A guy is a sports po- sportscaster from the Score in Canada. 
he had some weird thing where like ESPN. You do what I do. Call oh. it Canadia. Canadia. I do that. I oh, always, yeah, sure. I always do that. Canadia. I always say Canada. Canadia for some reason. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but he had some weird thing with the ESPN where they th- he thought they were making an example out of him. So I don't know quite what the story is there, Ooh, but there weird. obviously is one. Um, which I might have a little dig and just to mm. see see what it is that's happened. There's an interview with Washington Post that he did, uh, which I might um, uh, have a little note. Oh, I've got to pay for it. Yeah. Nah, fuck that. Fuck that then. Um, but yeah, it was great. It's been it's been, it's been a pretty decent week, really. It has, and I'm I'm really. It's exactly what I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be good I wanted to enjoy it I didn't want to come out of it feeling tired and fed up and you know us two looking at each other going should we even bother doing a show on it because it's crap we're just going to rag on it for two hours mm. and that's not fun for anybody um, so I, I, I wanted it to be good I want to enjoy WWE as I say I spent so much time and money and you know we've, we've invested so much into that brand that I do want it to be great I want to enjoy it again yeah. I don't want to be watching Raw and Smackdown every week because I do not have the time. But, you know, I I want to have I want to get back into it. I want it to impress me. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And and I'm the same, you know. I do, the best thing, you know, I mean, it'd be a hell of a lot of wrestling that you'd be watching. But imagine if you, you WWE was good from a Monday night Raw and Smackdown standpoint. You know, you've got Monday Raw, Tuesday NXT, Wednesday Dynamite, Thursday you can catch up on whatever you want, whether it's Impact, whether it's you know Raw from Monday, or mm. it's a New Japan show because they're knocking them out on their their new road. Full time job, keeping up with wrestling. Oh, it's a full time job. If you if you wanted to watch it all, well, you can't do anything else. You literally can't do anything else. Might as well <laughs> sell this PlayStation. <laughs> Not got on it in days. No, crikey, that's true. Yeah, I might have a little little, little butchers around it tonight. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been great, and and I did say going in, you know, because we had no expectations whatsoever. Is it can only impress us when we have mm. no expectations? However, I am more impressed than I thought it was going to be. Me too, hundred percent, and I'm really happy about that. Yeah, me too. We back on the old WWE bandwagon, do you think? No? WrestleMania is it always pulls us in in some manner, in some way, shape, or form, and then we I always call it the post WrestleMania slump. So, but if they can continue having, you know, like doing good things and having good pay per views in the coming months, then absolutely, I'll quite happy yeah. to watch. We've, we've got the WWE network, yeah, yeah. So we might as well keep that going, see how it goes before we throw the yeah. towel in again. How many times we cancelled <laughs> that and started it up again? It's oh, ridiculous. No, yeah. well, that's, that's the, just when you think you're out. Yeah, absolutely. They pull me back in. <laughs> yeah, and that's the point, really. I mean, I'll always watch a pay per view. I think. Mm. Um, but I would like to at least get into the habit again of watching NXT. Yes. Um, but yeah, we'll see what they do on night two. They could completely undo it on. Oh, that's a good point. I keep forgetting about that. That we've got a, that we've we've only watched fifty percent of the show. But that fifty percent, it was great. Yeah, yeah. So it's at least fifty percent good. It's at least thirty percent good. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I'm only messing being a dick. Um, okay, should we leave it there? Let's leave it there. Guys, thank you so much for all the interactions this time on this show. We've got fucking shitloads. Uh, loads of tweets last night as well, which was really good um, to see. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you enjoyed our show. And 
we'll see you on Tuesday for WrestleMania night two. Um, let us know if you're watching it. If you're doing a watch along, tweet us. Tweet us your thoughts. Mm. We'll read them out. Uh, the DMs are open if you want to give us a bit a bit more of an insight. Um, and we'll see. We'll see how it goes for WrestleMania night two. So all the best. Stay safe. And until next time. Cheerio, motherfuckers. Pip, pip.